Hello and welcome to episode 609, the first episode of 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. She is. And we are going to be talking about the episodes of Corrie between the 31st of December and the 3rd of January 2024. That's episodes 11,151 to 11,157. Right. Yay! Yeah, you're right there, Gem. Yeah. Yeah, we're all right. We're coming to you a bit early this week, possibly. Depends whether we finish recording this episode tonight. It's Thursday night as we're recording this because Corey was on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But we're not having a rest because we're talking about Corey. Um, so deal oh, with it. De- deal with it. Deal. I'm sure In people the words are thrilled with it. The lady at the um, at the alcohol anonymous support group. Oh yeah, that was the that was her lovely help with it. Thank you to everybody who um, has watched and hopefully enjoyed the Conversation Street Awards video that we put on YouTube earlier this week. It was lovely to see lots of people come along to the to the live stream premiere of it as well and comment along and hopefully some of the people that you voted for won. It was a it was fun, <laughs> didn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Was <laughs> like, oh, I didn't giggles. vote for this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I, luckily we did have lots of people saying, "Hooray, Stevens won this and Stevens won that." I'm so. sure though, the people that. Um, did what's even to win anything? Probably have just given up on us. Well, hopefully they've, they've they they've, the people that they wanted to win is one of the worlds. We had Peter Asher in an award. We had Ryan Ryan Prescott in an award. We had Maureen Lipman. We had a dog. We had all sorts of humans yeah, and it. humans and non-humans. No, and if you haven't seen it, go and watch it because I spent a very it. long time putting that. There video are some funny together. bits, and also, um, just so you know, the audio version and the the video versions are two completely different what? versions. We haven't edited the video one down from the audio they're completely unique they um, are i probably tell the same jokes i don't know but <laughs> so i think some we do we recorded free. the audio one first we were going to record the, i said said we should record the video one first didn't i and then the yeah. audio and they said no 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 let's do the audio one first so we can get it all out of our system and we won't witter on for too long for the video because the idea was that the video one would be short so it wouldn't take me too long to put together i'll let you into a little secret it still took me a very long time to put together because it's like we had we had graphics, we had effects, we had little pictures within pictures. It was very complicated stuff for a YouTube noob like me. Wow! But I'm pretty pleased with the results, even and just you know going right into the sausage factory here. AI generated everything. Well, no, almost. You're not allowed to do that. The, we had the, the the stage backdrop was AI generated. I said like, like I asked for an orange stage with stars dangling off of it. We had lovely AI Michael and Gemma bodies, didn't we? People, uh, we've had a few people saying it was lovely to see you. So we got to, we got to see me and me and you on the stage. It's not we? what I look like now. Not what either of us look like now. Completely. That, that video- picture was taken when we went up to see. Connor McIntyre. It was. That was for episode 250 of the podcast, that picture of Gemma came from, so quite a while ago. But the photo was taken on the Coronation Street site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in in the green room. No, it was in the purple room. Purple room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The purple room. I can't Um, remember where mine was from. We were doing... Just before we were waiting or after we'd done the interview, I can't remember which, but that's an interesting fact, That's an interesting fact. The picture of Gemma was taken in... Actually, in the ITV Media Studios. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, it was a lot of fun. Thank you to all the um, Coronation Street cast members. That's why I look so smug. <laughs> you do look very it's smug. Really um. obnoxious, <laughs> insufferably smug. Going Somebody even said that they like your dress. Yeah. I, I just asked for a sparkly orange dress for you. Look, look great. Yeah. I wish I could wear it. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, yeah. thank you to all the Coronation Street cast members who sent us some thank you videos. That's Cerberus completely blanked us, honestly. 
No, he didn't. He came. Well, in one version he did, in the other version he didn't. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yeah, I forgot that for the audio version. We did. If you've watched the video, you won't have heard from I completely forgot that. Yeah, and uh, in the audio one as well, we had a, a message from Jude Jordan, didn't we, who got um, a message to us um, a little while after we'd finished with the uh, with the audio uh, with the, with the video version. We really do appreciate everybody who is able to do that. I know it's not yes. a very easy time of year for people and uh so everyone who takes time it's really really nice of you guys yes we, we also got we were messaged yesterday by peter ash to say thank you as well um he, he hasn't like done a speech thank you which is why i'm them to read out but but peter ash also knows so he i'm acknowledges very the receipt of the award he does yes, he yes. does thank you very much um so it was, it was honestly a lot of fun i just i'm just a little bit very worried well that deserved. i've set myself up to do something similar next year now and i was like i gotta make it bigger and better this is this is what this has been this podcast has been up in the ante every year yes with no has. real like um, I'll ha- we just what? checked how uh, how much oh, okay. we've earned eighty eight p from that video so mm-hmm. far, Gemma. We're rolling in it. We'll be able to afford proper physical rewards for everybody next year. I promise you. Um, right. So as we say, that was lovely. Thank you, everybody who voted and came along. Now, quiz wise, long term listeners of the podcast will know that the beginning of the year means special. No, is it? Well, we don't always do it at the quiz time. We're doing a guess. Which were the top 10 appearances in Coronation Street in the previous year? We need to come up with a snappy title for that. Maybe one of these years we'll do it. I thought you wanted to do this in the news. You want to do it now? No, we'll do it now. There, there, is, there isn't much. We're not going to have a cabin section in today's episode. There's been a, a couple of odd things happening, but um, I don't think worth putting Ooh, a cabin what, like ghosts or... Like yeah, little peculiarities. Um, no, so uh, we thought we'd do it now. So instead of a quiz, you didn't make. Did you put a quiz or a quiz as well? Yeah, you told me to do. It. You did you? Have you got a quiz? Oh, do you want to do a quiz as well? Well, you to make me do it. Well, I've done oh, it sorry. Now. All right. Well, I didn't want. Don't want you to waste Rude. your work. So let's do a quiz and a, a, a guessing game. Well, all right game. then. Shut up. If you want to do it, then we do it. But stop waffling. We're supposed to be doing this. I fast. never waffle. What? So you want to do the top ten characters first? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. That. No, we'll do that. Okay. Right. Pay attention. For goodness' sake. Why do I have to pay attention? I'm the one that's guessing. You've got to listen to me. No, I'm telling you to pay attention to what you're doing. Right, okay. So we've got... So this is what... Who's been in the show the most? In 2023. Most appearances. Plain and simple. Top 10. So what have you got for me? Right, I'm going to say Daisy Midgley. Where do you think Daisy is? Do I have to do this as well? Yeah, of course you do. I think that... I'm going to say one. You're right. Am I? Daisy is at number one. Do you want to guess how many episodes she's been in? No. I'll tell you anyway. 187. What? 187 episodes That's this what I year. Said. Okay, um, let's have let's have Ryan Connor. He's in the top ten. He, and he is must indeed. Be. Um, what number do you mm, think he's placed? Gonna say three. He is not number three. He's lower than that. Five. No. Seven. No. This isn't an interesting podcast listing. You have to tell me. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Well. Give me I, another I person. Be, um, I'm gonna say my mind just goes blank as soon as this happens. Um, I'm going to say Paul Foreman. Yeah. Where where do you think he is? Uh, Number number four. So close. He's number three. Oh, uh, Paul Threeman. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, What about Bill then? Has Bill made the top ten? Billy's in the top ten. Where do you think Billy is? Five. No. Six. Ten. Oh, just about sneaked in there, Billy. Yeah, did. Okay, okay. Right, I'm going to go for um, Miss Jennifer Connor. Where do you think Jenny is? She is in the top ten. Oh, the, the tone of your voice makes it sound... One? Yeah. Is she? Is she number one this year? Joint first. Oh, okay. 
Oh yeah, I've already had one as well, haven't I? Daisy and Jenny had the same number of episodes. 187. Oh, that's really that. cool. That's a, that is a good I fact. really, really love that. And they ended the year together going into the Rovers they in perfect to. harmony. Otherwise, somebody would have kicked off, wouldn't they? <laughs> they would get oh, in trouble. Wow. That's really cool. I love that. Um, you right. don't make it to the very end of the year and they get pipped to the post with one episode's <laughs> appearance. Okay, um, what else this year? <laughs> now my mind's completely blank. What are the other stories? Um, did Gemma make it into the top ten no. this year? No, Gemma. Okay. Gemma's eleven. Oh, okay, close then. Um, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, what's the, what's been one of the biggest stories? I completely forgot. Oh, Uncle Stephen. <laughs> Uncle yeah. Stephen. He is number four. Five. Five for Stephen Reed. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else in that story? Um, well, I've had of. Jenny already, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I, don't, I don't feel that Peter or Tim made it enough appearances no, in the didn't. top ten, no. Um, or Elaine. Um, no. Tim's 24th. Oh, oh, Carla Connor. And Peter's 23rd. Carla Barla. Did Carla Barla Carla Barla is on the list, and she is number... Four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right, I've just Someone got else six, seven, and nine now. Who, who is um, related to Stephen... Sarah Louise Platt. Yes. Number nine. Seven. Oh, that's a surprise. Good I didn't for know her. She'd appeared that much. Uh, right, okay, so six and nine. Uh, are they, could I just like have clues? Are they related to stories we've already talked um, about or not really? I mean, <laughs> I was about to say the character's name. Has Shona made it into no. the top ten again? No, okay. she hasn't, but that sucks, isn't it? Where is Sh- Shona Shona's this year? Like, with where's Shona gone? 25th. So that's so weird, like... Was it? It was last year she was, she number, was number one, one wasn't it? Year. Last year when we barely it's noticed summer. her, she was one. And this year when we barely noticed her, 25. She's in 98 episodes. And Summer was in 96 episodes. She's number 26. She's number 26 four last year. 26 for Summer. How the mighty have fallen oh. down the list. Um, okay, so these characters are not particularly related to those top stories then. Um, who are you missing? Number six. Six and nine. Yeah, well, I mean, one of them is. And one of them is like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, A fairly new character. Dee Dee, she's popular. done quite a lot this year. Dee really? Dee Dee made it in the top Number ten. Nine. Good on you, girl. Okay. 143 episodes. And you've got one more to go. And come on, this one. This one should be obvious. Should it? It's not Henry, is it? Somebody in... in <laughs> uh, somebody is linked to one of these characters. Uh, Bernie? No. Is it linked to that story? Uh, no. Is it not the poor story? Okay. Um, arm. Arm. I don't really know. Tis a man. Uh, um, a man. Tis a fairly uh, established character. Um, so is it a link to the Stephen story? No. Link to the um, Rovers story? In a, in a sense. Um, <laughs> what a funny, what a fun time. I hate thing. it. I mean, people are shouting out. I hate it, this thing on podcasts. People are guessing. It's like, it's obvious, it's so-and-so. Um, 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 <laughs> that explains why we do it. Uh, I don't know it. who it is. I need another is clue. It, it's somebody um, who's being a bit of a div at the moment. I want to go. Could you be idiot. Anyone. Could be anyone. Stop it. Still in it now. Still in a story at the moment. Yeah. Uh, oh, Daniel Osborne. You're right. Yeah. He was in 160 episodes. So, top 10 then. Okay, from the bottom. Billy, Billy Mayhew, 141 episodes. Dee Dee Bailey, 143 episodes. Ryan Connor, 145 episodes. Sarah Barlow, 158. Daniel Osborne, 160. Stephen Reed, 163. And he's only in it in, until October. Oh, Everyone else is a I full year. 
Carla Bala, 168. Paul Foreman, 173. Daisy and Jenny, 187 each. Just lovely. So cool. Mwah. Lovely. Uh, any other interesting Gigi was placements? was 74th last year, and Ryan was 72nd. Yeah, well. So who, who's down low this year that we're going to well, see spring up to the know. top in 2024, then? Well, who are we looking at? Todd's 27th. Nick's no, I want to go right. down to like 70, go, 70 right, down so the real 75 should we find. Yeah. Um, Dylan. Dylan, okay, so Alid, look out for him in the top Bryn, 10 this week. Harris, all around there. Any kind of main-ish Eileen characters. Eileen was 70, first she's been in 39 episodes. Yeah, we didn't see much Eileen at all this year, Fizz. did we? Maybe 2024 was the year of Eileen. Fizz was in 40. Well, she did She did go off to Norwich, didn't she? Rita's in 49. Yeah, we're not going to get more Rita. Okay, okay, interesting Tracy stuff. In, Tracy was in 55. Toya and Tracy join 55th with Lauren, Tracy Shocking. and Aaron. Lauren seems like she was in an awful lot more I know. Wow. Lauren was only in 55 episodes. Oh, okay. Right, anyway. Well, she was in it in January and then she was only in it from June. So yeah, that that's true. Sense. That makes sense. Right, quick, and we got that from coronationstreet.fandom.com. There's really interesting... Um, chart about the viewing figures and the episodes, the storylines. They do a really good job of summarising everything. Year. So um, do, really, Fantastic really check them stuff. out. Um, we love I them imagine here. that our listeners have heard of them. When it's not banging on about them, Gemma. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. Right. Quiz time. No, they're very nice because they they uh, messaged us the other day, didn't they? And said, they when's did. Michael going to do the thing where he guesses and, we, and they weren't going to publish online their, their so list nice until I've had my guess, just so that I wasn't spoiled by really, it. Really, really nice. That's fine. Right. Normal quiz time. Normal quiz. The year's ending in one... No, hang on. Four and a nine. You got it right. From the 1st to the 5th of January. Right. Again, you didn't, from... What? Did you get anything that happened on the 31st of January to... Um, in years ending in a three and a... 31st no. is not till the end of the month. Okay, go on then, go on. Why are you confusing me? No, what you're do you right. Mean? No, you're Did right. Did you mean December? December, yes. Well, you're just confusing yourself now. I am. But this this was a very handy week because it was the first, was on Monday, so it's the first to the fifth. Okay. 1st of January, 1999. 1st of January, 2019. Final appearance of which two characters? That's That's... Uh, no, don't tell me I've done it wrong. 1999 and 2019. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, still self-doubt. Oh, uh, Alpha. Yep. He died on the 1st of January 1999. Um, 19. Uh, might need a bit more of a clue for him or her. Tragic. Tragic. Died. Both of these characters died before their time, if you ask me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, tell me. I thought you'd get this. No, it's five years ago. Was... Lewis Archer. Oh, yeah. Oh, five years since old Lewis. I know. Alas. Alas. Second of so January. Much more youth in him. 2019. Final appearance of which character? <laughs> I need more information than that. No, I you don't. don't know. It's a quiz. It's a chronological I quiz. Don't. I very rarely <laughs> ask you questions that are only solely to do with the date or something. I know, I know. Um, is it related to the Lewis storyline? No. I don't know He's the answer. He's a great, fun character, controversial, uh, likes fish. Jude Appleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a point for that, a New Year's point. He's also a doctor. 3rd of January. But he is not, nor has he ever been a marine, marine biologist. biologist. <laughs> 3rd of January, 1979. Why does Dave Barnes break into number one and hold Uncle Albert hostage? I don't know. I've got no clue whatsoever. Sorry, that's not a very interesting answer. No, what a boring way to say it. Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> he thinks Ken's having an affair with his wife. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. Who's the best uncle, Albert or Stephen? Um, Ronnie. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's good. We should have Battle of the Uncles. That should be one of our top five patrons. <coughs> top five uncles. Fourth of January, nineteen eighty-four. Final appearance of which character? Oh, A lot I of people bug it off. I don't know. Yes, you do. Look, you have been on social media. Uh, yeah, but there's been quite a prominent. Quite a prominent. Elsie Tanner. Yes. Hey. See. I knew she went at the beginning of eight years. You can achieve anything. <laughs> 5th of January, 1974, off-screen, Jim and Liz get married. Do you know what Liz's maiden name was? Oh, I, no, I'm not going to get this off the top of my head. I'm sure there are some hard- hardcore Cory fans out there that know. Is it like... Does it begin with a G? Yes. Is it like Green or Greenwood or something like that? What's the answer? Greenwood. Yeah. Yes! Oh, I am as I am the hardcore of the Cory fans. Right. <laughs> Where did that get categorised well away done. in my little noggin? Who wants Michael on their quiz team? I haven't finished those. One more question. Oh. 5th of January 2004. How did I know that? Go on. Are you scared of your knowledge? Yeah, Do you feel like I, you've tapped I into I some do. kind I terrify of myself with how vain of knowledge. terribly nerdy I am? All right, go on. Oh, how can I use luckily, my powers for good? Yeah, exactly. No, how can you use our, <laughs> our powers for money? That's what I want to know. Right, 5th of January 2004. Who kidnaps Bethany and tries to jump off a bell tower? Well, obviously it was uh, lovely Brenda Ferns. Yes, you did it. You right, got all the it. answers. One, two, three, four, five out of seven. Hmm. Well done, Michael. Happy New Year. Um, birthday's coming Anything, up this week. Anytime oh. you're like, oh, I don't know the answer, just say, was it Ken, was it Ken having an affair? Because it might very well be. Well, I was I was close, but I was I was almost gonna say Uncle Albert stole a man's puppy from his illegal puppy farm, and then he got taken hostage because that's what goes on in Weatherfield. It was the seventies; there were no illegal puppy farms. That was how you got dogs. <laughs> right, birthday time. I'm actively encouraged. Sixth <laughs> of January, producer and writer Tim Aspinall. I'm sure I said that last week. Oh wow, well, he got double. Seventh of January, Helen Worth, who plays Gail Rodwell, and Terence Maynard, who is Tony Stewart II. Emma Stansfield, who played Ronnie Clayton, and Zara Abrams, who played more Joanne more. Jackson. Happy 8th birthday. of January, Carly, oh, Con- Carly Condu, Charlie Condu, played Marcus Dent. 9th of January, director Les Chatfield. 10th of January, Jennifer Moss, who played Lucille Hewitt and Claire King, who played Erica Holyrood. 11th of January, Melanie Hill, who played Kathy Matthews and Caroline Milmo, who played Lisa Duckworth. And the 12th of January, Elizabeth and William Flanagan, who played Hope... St- well... Hope Stape, and then also Joseph Brown. Yeah. That makes it sound like... They played them together. It's yeah. interchangeable. So they completely. just swap over to Benz who wants to uh, set fire to things this week. Yeah, I'd love it. Do you mean Bella Flanagan, who recently appeared on an episode of Conversations Street Podcast? Eh? You Thank you very much for our LO Love Award. from being our friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was lovely, wasn't it? Thank you very much to... Uh, Mrs. Doing... Flanagan to organising that. Um... Oh yes, thank you very much. But also thanks to me for doing all of that work. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Well done, darling. Good job. <laughs> right. We I've, well, I've been doing lots of work this week as well because there's been extra curry this week, haven't there? Because there was a Sunday episode plus a load this week, so we've got an awful lot to talk about. Happened. We've got about ten thousand ep- uh, returning characters, all more interesting than the last. So, with that in mind, let's without further it. ado, let's get on with it. 
Okay, so on to Street Talk. We were, we're spanning 2023, 2024. We did two years worth of episodes, Gemma, in the next couple of hours or so. Starting off... It feel like it. It's just, no, it's... It, it wasn't the best of weeks, was it? Some it, bits were okay. But I don't really like dodgy gangster stuff, and that did make up one well, of the middle bit of the week. We had somebody on YouTube going, or if you don't like, if you don't like drug storyline, then I bet you, you wouldn't like Breaking Bad. No, I they love Breaking Bad. might not have said it in that voice. Well, okay, all right. We I like Breaking Bad. I just don't want to see it in Corey. <laughs> no, I, it's never interesting. This is the thing. It's the, it's the same as the bloody... Underworld story. It's like, oh, it's a drug man's here. He's mean and horrible and he's causing troubles. Okay, what's new though? Nothing. It's just a nasty <laughs> drug man to come along. Know, Isn't I know. he horrible? Anyway. Has he got I, a gun this time? You'll have to wait. I wouldn't say that the calibre of gangster on Breaking Bad is quite, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with uh, with Corey's gangster. You call me back when Bethany Platt chokes on her own vomit and dies. Then I'll tell you whether I like the story or not. Definitely. Bethany Platt is back this week. Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. Bethany's back. Well, we're going to... The, the first story that we're going to do is this week. This the week's story is called The Rover's Return and The Rover's Return. But um, there's oh. there's different apostrophes oh, in there. The Rover's... It just only works in grammatically... It wrote perfectly written down. The Rover's return is in the return of the Rovers, as in the pub. Yeah. And the Rover's return, Bethany's been roving. She is a singular rover and she has also returned. It's as simple as that. Would you going like to be talking a, about that one first. A Breaking Bad style story where they try to dissolve somebody's body in acid and it falls through the ceiling. Well, they do like to up the ante every time with the serial killers and the, and, and whatnot, don't Maybe they? Maybe so we'll never just... know retire the podcast if, if they ever dissolve somebody's body well they in a bathtub they dissolved a bit of somebody's body in acid last year didn't they poor ryan no it doesn't count if you're alive when they do it <laughs> it's not hugh frame roger rabbit next storyline i'm calling hey i remember you <laughs> <laughs> because damon hey is back this week alongside his brother harvey gaskell um so we'll talk about all the gangstery nonsense there with that one we then had some Poor Paulie Paul, and I thought that last night's episode was absolutely fantastic. I love that. This is Thursday, by the way, if we didn't say before. Wednesday's episode, I loved it. Peter Ash, brilliant. Um, next one, I had to explain this one to you a little bit, Gemma, but the... Uh, <laughs> We're a bit... Maybe the PlayStation gamers out there will I get this. I didn't have a PlayStation when I was that I've age. never had a PlayStation, but I still made up this storyline title. This is the Cassie storyline at the garage. It's called Scratch It and Crank. Yes, after the game. Explain this, Gemma. See how well after I explain the game, this to you. Which is called... Catch it. No. What? <laughs> What's the game called? Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And this is Scratch It and Crank. Scratch It being... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cassie. Oh, why? Because <laughs> she scratched oh. the... <laughs> <laughs> been the whole point of the story. You're not watching it. No. And Crank, obviously, Kevin, Ransom Cr- Bants. Cranks and Bants. Thanks. Anyway, scratch it and crank. I quite like that. I'm, I'm sure here. that at least one person will be having a slight giggle at that. I'm just week. here because of my good looks, not because but of anything else. Down. No. We also had a bit of the doggy storyline, the canine at number nine, but we still haven't seen her. Having this iPad would have no effect on how well I remember anything. <laughs> um, there was a little bit of the Ed Gamble story, and yeah. there were a few little bits of Eliza and Bobby and Lauren as well, but Every not very much. Week I'm going to say I know who Ed Gamble is now because I feel like that. That's knowledge, that's pop culture knowledge that I've acquired and everyone needs to know. Also, Taylor Swift, she's she's around. Would you like to do the Rover's Return and the Rover's Return story or would you like to do Hey, I Remember You? 
I'll do the Rovers one. Go, go on then. Is that what you want? Yeah, no, that's fine. So, but this is all starting on Sunday night, isn't it? New Year's Eve. We were at our friend's new house, giant house, very jealous. And meanwhile, over in Weatherfield, things were afoot at the pub. I'm just opening up so you can launch yourself in at any point here, Gemma. On Sunday. Come um, on, really sell it. No, can I just read it? You don't, yes. You, yeah, you can read it. So ev- everything's closed up. All the rovers is closed, but they've they've gone in, haven't they? Mm. And they're taking down all the boards. And Jenny's all thrilled. And Glenda's like, oh, I'm going to get everyone to help us set up. And then Jenny's like, oh, get that phone up just to see if we're going to have any alcohol. Because it might go a bit wrong if we don't. <laughs> um, and then everybody's cleaning and getting ready. And it was actually a really nice community spirit. Uh, yeah, it was. It? There was at least four, what, six, seven, eight main characters in well, the rovers at once. there were people there once. that weren't usually around. Like Steve was there, Gary was there. Yeah, they? Gary was very helpful. He hung up a dartboard and Put very... Put Betty's picture up. <laughs> I loved it. But Gary was like drilling the, the dartboard into the wall. And then when they found, I can't remember, was it Sean? Found the picture of Betty. He's like, this is a man's job, Gary. You better do this. And Gary's like, Block, but it's like he didn't even have to drill a hole for her. Anybody could have hung that picture on the wall, but Gary was the one. It should have been Sean because they've got a special affinity for one they another. Do, they do, they do. They have hot pot recipe in common. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, we, we should do fancy dress for the opening night because. We no haven't done a questions. fancy dress episode in Corrie for no a little while. So they're going to go to the charity shop. Daniel comes into the pub when it's open. And there's a bit of a back and forth between him and Daisy because he's still bitter and jealous and it could have been their pub. But then she slept with Ryan and etc. It goes back to his flat and he's like, oh, who's this person arrived in a taxi? What are you doing here? Mm. And that, that confused like so many people. The only reason that I wasn't confused is because I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, they. I mean, they did... Like, shout this from the rooftops that Bethany was coming back. Yeah, but if you don't like spoilers and you're really good at avoiding them... I'm half A lot of people were like, did I miss an episode? If I... Something happened. Because Mm. not only was that confusing, but also it was only half an hour long. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? So if I was like, is there... If I missed half an hour, would they explain what the hell is going on here? I really think it had been so much more effective if they hadn't announced that she was coming back. But they were were in publicity overdrive about Lucy Fallon being back. And it it was rumoured... All the way back in like July, I think, was it that we found out that she was returning? It's so it's been be a long time coming. It's almost impossible to hide a returning character these days because people are always there. I think that no, but I think didn't wasn't um who was it? Cindy Beale or somebody? Somebody came back to um, EastEnders earlier this year, like so a what? big name. That it's not. Com- I'm just saying it's not completely impossible do, to hide a returning. Where do they film EastEnders? London. I don't know. What? Do they have people hanging around the gates? I don't and- know. No, you don't know. So why are you comparing it? But I, My point is, there are people now who are Coronation Street fans who are there seven days a week. And if Lucy Fallon walks in the back gate, if she goes in by walking or she goes in by bike, people are going to see her and go, oh, Bethany's back. They can't... I think if they, they wanted to the, cover up... The, yes, but I'm saying they've got to, they would have to make a concerted effort and they don't want to, so mm. they're not going to do it. That, that's if I was a producer, I would say, if you're a returning character, I'm not going to tell anybody, you'll come in by taxi. Yeah, I think if... I guess that that particular. Hopefully, there were some people. I'm sure there were some people watching it who didn't know that Bethany was coming back. But so I liked what they did in principle with Daniel. Like, who are you? Because that's the sort of thing. It's like, oh, intriguing. And it was quite a lot 
later that we found out who it was. And when it was revealed who it was, it was a bit of a saucy reveal, wasn't it? Well, it's but... funny because it's like, I, would I have guessed this was Bethany? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I, uh, yeah. I would, I would, I've been robbed of that moment, Corey. Who, would, who else could it have been? Exactly. Have got, His mum? Oh, Ryan, you're back from Glasgow. Yeah, mum, maybe. There's there's only so... There's only so many people it could be. Mm. Right, so anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> meanwhile in the pub, uh, Glenda and Jenny are telling Daisy that Daniel's um, smitten with her and that she should go round there and surprise him with a kiss. Because, uh, so she does. They were all dressed up in their 80s gear at this point, Oh, my goodness. They? I had... Uh, so I was like, when I saw Jenny, I was like, oh, Jenny looks absolutely she looks like amazing. She, did when she was a teen, which she was in Corey around the first time. Oh my goodness, she looks so cool. Big hair, glam, big um, shoulder pads. Shoulder yeah, pads. The, the the blue. It was um, like watch. It's like a flashback, wasn't it? I, I thought loved it was that. fantastic. And you know, Jenny's... I am not a big fan of a fancy dress on Coronation Street, but I will say, I think I kind of like what everyone was wearing in this. The... It was because you weren't. Dressing as yeah. silly characters, it was just retro fashion, and I loved it. I thought that was actually really fun. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of the times they're either cheap costumes or they're supposed to be funny and they're not. Daisy had this like, pink outrageous. satiny thing on, didn't she? Who With, did? Daisy. Yes. And she had, did she have a little tiara in her hair? Glenda, <laughs> uh, she had this, this horrible kind of pea green blouse. It was it with a huge yeah. bow or something? I yes, don't know. Yes, um, I saw somebody on Twitter saying that she looked like Elsie Tanner, and I because yeah. we didn't get to see this episode until just before Monday, so I'd seen a few few spoilers before then. <laughs> but um, I, I totally got. It. I don't think I would have thought it myself, but knowing. Somebody saying, yeah, she somebody like, said oh, it. I was like, she came yeah. and was like, yeah, she really, really she does. does. She then you be. had Gemma with her crazy professor wig coming out at all angles and the silly glasses. Oh, I didn't like the wig. I thought it was fun. I thought it, it, it was just perfect for the character. And then yeah. Sean had the, the most garish shirt. I, well done. Re- really, that was a lot of fun. Helped me enjoy the And night. it was funny because they were, some of the bits were, <laughs> were Mary's that she... Oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. It was, wasn't it? Ma- them saying we've, yeah, finding it. We it found these ridiculous outfits. She's just like, oh, that's my shirt. I mean, I don't I think that. it looked like something that Mary would wear, and we certainly had never seen her wearing that before. But well, I, di- I didn't mind. I thought, no, I, thought I thought it was funny. I thought it was yeah. funny. Good job. So, Daisy's knocking on Daniel's door. Who should answer? But Bethany wrapped <gasps> in a towel oh, with Daniel behind her. Back. Daniel was emboldened to get his nips out all week long. He was flaunting his boobies all week, wasn't I he, know. Daniel? He's got, a, he's got a girlfriend. I'm just going to walk around with my dressing gown open up. Yeah, aren't you cold? It's exactly. It's Turn January, man. You're Come a teacher. On. You can't but afford no, to heat. He's hot stuff now, isn't he? I you suppose. cannot afford to heat your flat to the extent you can walk around with bare nipples. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, I've got rid of Ryan. I'm the alpha male round yeah, I'm going to walk starts, around with my chest starts out. Starts weeing on the kitchen <laughs> island. <laughs> that thing that I just said about Bethany coming back there, that reminded me of another funny line. That This is like a little exchange, I think. I, was it David and Sarah, maybe? Bethany, when she comes into the flat and somebody said, Bethany, I didn't know you were coming back. And David's like, I did. Did you, David? No. no. <laughs> it was just like the simplest <laughs> of lines. So the delivery of it was brilliant. I yeah. loved it. It's he just like David a, wants... Yeah. Just, he just wants to join in. Oh, gosh, the cat's completely soaked. Oh, no, Abby, is it raining again? Oh, gosh. Oh, well, okay. Well, she can come, come and have a warm with us. Um, yeah, so that was a bit of a shock for well, Daisy. Yes, she doesn't know Bethany's who Bethany there, is. Michael, Bethany's there. 
and she's Daisy's heartbroken and she like posed for quite a few soap magazine pictures against various walls looking sad at people <laughs> and thinking about things and uh, Jenny comes over to see her as they're all singing Old Lang Syne as you what do what does that mean? nothing um, it's gobbledygook how did it's it like go? I petitioned for that song <laughs> to be the new year new new year's eve song yeah <laughs> She says, how did it go? It didn't, she says. Um, Can I just say, first correct, well no, it's not the first correct, correct, I can't get my words out. Not my first correct prediction of the year, but rather my last correct prediction of 2023 is that we would get a pan above the rovers with terrible CG fireworks and by gum we did, didn't they, we? They really, really... They, they were t- oh, scraping were like, the bottom of the barrel this week. This was like it was a placeholder. I'm surprised there wasn't like text on the screen that says insert fireworks here instead of the fireworks because it li- literally looked like they got a gif from a like bit art, wasn't yeah. it? It was like... It was uh, well, like, I think somebody... Tell you what it reminded me of. It looked like somebody completed a level in on, on their Super Nintendo and it's like, congratulations. It is, well done, you end. made it into the car. Well, I, I think somebody didn't tell the graphics designer that it was just the costumes that were 1980s for that scene and not the CGI. You shouldn't be able to see individual pixels. It was so bad. I was, it was worse, like, when I say poor fireworks, usually it's like, oh, I can kind of tell they're fake. But this was just. And, and it was so unnecessary because they were having the flashy coloured lights on the actors yes. down below. You didn't need to pan to see. And they kept doing oh. it. Yes, we had like three or four. Three or four shots. There like one, no, fine, add if any, you must. It didn't add any, anything. It was dreadful. Absolutely terrible. The only reason you do that is if you spent money on, on fireworks. Yeah. You didn't spend money on fireworks, did you? So don't do it. Why can't there was no just need. light some real fireworks? I know. I don't care if they do safety, that. Blah, 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 I'm sure that they on. could. I don't care if they do. I mean, I thought I hated... I hated... Um, you know, CG'd in in the background of the Rovers because they never seem to get the, what's it called, the perspective or the scale correct. They always look obviously pasted in. Right? It's really hard because you know that it's fake. So as as good as they can make it, sometimes I think I'm not going to be able to f- stop thinking it's fake. I think that's part of the problem that I had with the volume wall stuff. In my head, I know it's not there, so my brain is like, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. But yeah, like you said, in this instance, there's no hiding it. I, I'm just... I mean, I love that they did that, because it was hilarious. Gives a thing to And, and enraging. So good job, Coronation <laughs> Street. On, on Monday... And, you know, sometimes when I do One this... One more thing. Say, sometimes when I do this, I'm like, yeah, you know... I can say what I like, but I couldn't do better than this. I couldn't write this. I couldn't direct this. I couldn't do X, Y, Z. I couldn't perform that any differently. I couldn't have... Whatever. I couldn't come up with something better than this. You know, I can say what I like, but at the end of the day, I'm just somebody who watches and doesn't create. I could do that better. I could have done that better. I genuinely believe that I could have done better better fireworks than that. Even if I had to go and buy some, I still would have even been able to afford to make it look better than they did. (laughs) 
Well, you know, with my new leaf editing, video editing skills that I've acquired making the Conversation Street Award video this week, I think I might have been able to give it a bit of a shot myself as well. Is there really Sorry, no Curry money? Graphics Designer, but come on. Is you there know. really no money for this? <laughs> so the, uh, maybe the Curry budget um, rather uh, starts at the beginning of the new year and they were like eking it out until <laughs> the 31st of December rather than April like the rest of us. They spent all the money on buying Sean's piano tie. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I forgot that's what it was. Right. Anyway, I shall moaning. say no more about that. There may be more moaning about other editing techniques later on in the podcast. We'll have to see how Gemma's feeling. Yeah. Because she got quite enraged about something the other oh, day. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that, I got that... so enraged I was following up tweets like, no, no, no. I need <laughs> we were, you to understand. When was it? It was Tuesday's episode, I think. And you were like engrossed. I was in... like, I'm not watching this anymore. Gemma I'm put busy. out a tweet saying that she didn't like the way something looked. <laughs> a few, like two people maybe said. Three, I don't think it's too bad. It got lots of likes, and there was clearly a lot of support for your hatred but, of that particular like, thing. I but you were like, oh, you no, couldn't concentrate on the programme because you were so mad that wrong. not everybody hated <laughs> and could clearly, <laughs> obviously see. You, I kept saying, I'm not wrong, am I? That was terrible, wasn't it? it was the, we might as well say, it was the scene where Adam <laughs> fades into um, Damon. Damon in the prison when he's talking to Harvey. And everyone to... thought it was talking about the technique of the crossfade, which, uh, you know, is slightly obnoxious in Coronation Street. But, you know, you got to pick your battles, I guess. I prefer I I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of crossfades. I don't so mind much sometimes when, like, the camera pans to one side and it hits something black and then it comes no, out the other side of, of it, it. And then there's something else. That's... But the, the dissolve... I don't know what yeah, it's so, called. So that's just when you'll have one shot and then it dissolves into another shot that appears right mm. but because they, they dissolved instead of cutting it or moving the camera away poor sam robertson who plays adam had to act a, as something that made no sense because he's saying to sarah no bethany, bethany no. like your mum's in danger like he's trying to convince her that this guy that that she's um romantically linked to it has kidnapped him and tried to kill him okay and and he says this like you, you, your mum's in danger and then he just pouts for two like seconds a good six or seven seconds and he kind of looks away and kind of looks down and, and to the side while they're cutting because they couldn't have her respond because it was the end of the scene but in real life she's just sitting there going okay well that's awkward I'm not I'm not responding like she would have said something or he would have Followed it up with something like, do you not believe me? Or what can I do to convince you? You don't just blurt, blurt out to somebody, your mum's in danger, and then go... <sighs> Nothing more to say about that. Watch it again. I'm sorry. There's no excuse in it. You were like saying to me, this is factually a terribly edited transition. <laughs> I was like, it's not a matter of opinion. <laughs> it's because they what they did to Sam Robinson, because that that was the choice of that made no sense. Mm. That was wrong. It was, yeah. He, he shouldn't have been sitting there with that expression after delivering that line and Bethany should not have been silent. She would have said something. I was sitting next to Gemma on the sofa saying, don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Some people <gasps> agree with you. Just no. watch Coronation Street. And you're like, I can't watch it. My reality's been shaken. <laughs> I know I, I'm not, this is the, it just goes to show what a hypocrite I am because I'm like, it's okay. Everyone's got different opinions. So, you know, write in if you think this or write in if you think that. Blah, blah, blah. Don't write in and Don't tell, tell us me that if that you was really good. like that transition. It's not because... about the crossfade. It's about the performance that they made him do. And it reminded me of that infamous scene where they cut to 
the break and they make Gail stand there. So Helen Worth standing there with her engagement ring, like she's doing a 3D yeah. horror movie, projecting her fist in through the, the screen, showing her engagement ring. And they make her hold that so long, her hand starts shaking. <laughs> and it goes on for like <laughs> five, ten. five to ten seconds. Yeah. Please look that up because that's also. I think it, I think it has that infamous scene. That's why I said infamous. How oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh. Um, so okay, I've got it out of my system. <laughs> it may come back again when we actually reach that story, but back to Bethany. But of course, if you liked it, then that's fine. Everyone's got their own opinion. Some of my some of the notes <laughs> here, by the way, might be in the wrong order because I'm not, I had to come up a complete rejig of I'd merge millions of storylines together accidentally. So anyway, Monday, Gemma. I'm not mad about it anymore. I'm over it now. Okay. 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 <laughs> right, I've dried off the cat anyway. Okay, she's, uh, she's just enjoying the hot blanket I've got on my knees there. On Monday, it looks like Bethany stayed over the dirty minx and Daniel introduces Bertie to her in, like, another stunningly bad parenting move. <laughs> Bertie's not interested, is he? just runs past and goes no. to his bedroom. Bethany says she's a bit going to see her mum, but she's got to do some work. Can I do... Can I use your Wi-Fi? She keeps saying, all you need is Wi-Fi. And then she goes to the Rovers and Daisy's like, we don't have any Wi-Fi. She's like, I don't care. Just need to be nosy and drink orange juice. And be a pet to you. So she looks out the window and she sees Sarah and Adam. They're sort of not fighting, so she's smiling. Yeah, over the course of, was it Sundays as well, I think? They were, Sarah and Adam were getting closer, weren't they? Yeah, we... Looked like maybe a reunion was on the cards, but then something else happened to Adam. And it's kind of in the cabin, the on that. Daisy tells Jenny about discovering Daniel. She's like, oh, I went around there and there was a girl who answered the door. They'd obviously slept with each other, some blonde girl. And Je- Jenny says... One of them had, the girl had a towel around her and the man had his dressing gown open, which, as we know, as we are both also TV characters, that's code for they bonked. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's and tantamount then, to lying in a bed where he's got he's poking out the top of the duvet with and an she's got blanket. yeah and she's got the blanket hold up to her neck and then the camera panned to the window and it was open and the curtains blew in the wind. <laughs> so anyway, Jenny tells Daisy the sale's gone through and they can move in because that's how it works. No more questions. They're, the Rovers is basically back in business, even though it wouldn't be at this point. And they there's haven't. no way they would let you do this. Daniel tells an astonished Ken about his night with Bethany, and Ken's like, "I've got my underway a few times like that, my lad. Yeah, good for you, but don't mess things up this time." Good on you, boy. Like calling her Sinead. Like, what the hell are you talking about? These. Do, what he didn't you, say that exactly, but, but he heavily implied it. But which? What? Do, what do you think about D- Daniel and Bethany? It's um, like the worst idea ever. Surely. I don't think that they're really well suited. No. I thought it was very... I, I just can't help um, think about when they were getting together-ish yes. last time. Firstly, when Sinead was about to croak. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after Sinead croaked. And it just didn't feel it's right. Icky. And And he's... He's only five years older than her, but he comes across because of the way he is. He's a bit old, old before man. his years, isn't he? That he's like a bit predatory on her I think I don't normally really care about age gap stories or it's in barely life. an age gap exactly though, is that's it? what I'm getting to but this just feels like it's it's just a, a crevasse <laughs> you know yeah but I don't know what it is she, they just don't seem like she still seems like if you told me she was well how old is she um, how old is he well she's now now, Bethany was born in 2000 and he was born in 95 or so. So she's, yeah, she's 23 now. If you told me she was 18, I'd be like, yeah. 
yeah, she's she's inherited her mum's um, eternal in, yeah inability to look older. She, I, I can't, she. How long has it been since she was in the show? Three, four years, maybe. Um, she definitely appears a bit older. I don't know I think whether her personality has changed too much. She has got a, maybe a bit more confident with her with her standing up to Daisy. But I love her. I I when I heard she was coming back, I wasn't keen. I don't remember really liking her a great deal. She wasn't my favourite character, but so far she's I'm loving it so much. Yeah, I can't I can't remember. I mean you have to, you can go back and listen to the podcast, but I I'm imagining I was probably not too sad that Bethany was gone. I had liked her character in the past and I mean everybody thought that she was amazing during the grooming storyline and Lucy Fallon deserved all those awards. She did a brilliant job. But I, I wasn't keen on what they did with her towards the end and having her be a bit um yeah, just a bit grubby with Daniel when Sinead was barely cold. Um, I don't, just, I'm sorry. And, the, and, and I also like that, that I, I don't, I still don't necessarily buy her as a writer. And I no, don't know I why know. that is, but it's, it, it just came because she wrote an article online about her terrible yeah. grooming experience, didn't she? And, and that was apparently quite good. And now she's the next, Gemma Quick, name her, name um, her. She's the next Gemma Cox. Don't say my name. <laughs> don't want to know um, it's me. But I, she doesn't come across as somebody... She's clearly... You don't have to be well-educated to be a great writer. But I, I don't know. I don't necessarily buy it. And the fact that she then went off to, to London and be the next best It's just... No, I'm just going to say, it is incredibly difficult to make a living writing. And she makes it seem like... She just walked into it, didn't she? She walked she, into it and now she's doing... You know, you wouldn't be so relaxed, I don't think, unless you're very, very lucky. You wouldn't be like, oh, right, whatever I like. No, mm. you'd be there. You'd, people would be screaming down the phone, going, "Oh my, oh my God!" Taylor Swift's been seen at a, 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 a American football game. You got to write an article about it. Oh, you got to write an article about Kanye and his girl, and his wife. You got, you know, you'd just be writing crap all the time about whatever was just coming. Or, or you'd be checking AI. Which would yeah, I wonder whether Bethany's discovered ChatGPT yet. I wonder whether she's GPT four subscriber. She's probably just hooked herself up to ChatGPT and a bunch. She's got like a gang of writers somewhere that's churning <laughs> it out. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is, if she can become an amazing top London writer after doing one fairly decent piece, then I think that that Alia should be there for her witness statement. Brian should be there for the one he did with Abby. It, it takes a bit more than that, doesn't it? But we will suspend our disbelief and say, yes, Bethany Platt is amazing Well, there's writer. definitely people that can that have got this, you know... I'm, it's probably very kind of sexist and ageist you know and all I'm that to me. So a, a young, beautiful, blonde girl can well, write intelligent words, could no, she? No, no, I wait a minute. Know. I'm saying all this, and this is actually kind of what happened to me. <laughs> this is actually exactly what happened to you, isn't it? But I was like the youngest editor in the, in the ever in the she country. Was the, she was the youngest magazine editor in the whole country. And I could write from anywhere as long as there's Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, so what am I talking about? It's a completely to, achievable. Yeah, dream. but you had to plug it in your wire back when you started. I did. I'd you? have to do it now because the Wi Fi on my computer yeah. broke. You're my Bethany. And I'm your Daniel. Yes. Except my school doesn't give me my birthday off like his seemed to. He's never at work. <laughs> Literally. Um, like but the, he didn't but interestingly he didn't go on strike when we were all off work last year, so he runs on a different uh, Different time stream as the rest of us. <sighs> anyway, didn't Daniel Daniel Yeah, but, did, yeah so that, uh, that's it. Bethany then goes to see Sarah pretending to be somebody checking the electricity meter, doesn't she? Why Sarah would think that somebody so would fun. be there on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Day to check the electricity? And also, I don't know. I'm all for equality, but I have never, ever, ever had a woman come to check the meter for anything. 
Have you? No. Never. I think we should get more women checking meters and going into strange people's houses. I'm sure that would be no problem at all. They go around to number eight and they have a bit of family bants with all the gang and Bethany saying, "Um, I might have to stay here for a few weeks because I'm a top writer and I'm working from home. I think the consensus here is that she's got some kind of story brewing, but what dramatic thing is she going to be writing about in a magazine? That happened well, on that, the street last year. Could be anything. Could there, be there, there was a scene be... later where she gets phoned up, isn't it? So um, maybe it comes into yeah, I know. But like, what there. what is it though? Because there are so many things she could write about. I would um, never. I leave. think it's about the uh, that company that refused to leave the scaffold. Uh, refused to yeah. take the scaffolding down. Maybe she's talking about um, bent builders. Maybe she's working for Inside Soap magazine. <gasps> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. So if, if she comes up as best character of the year next year, yeah. then we'll know. Daisy comes out of the pub and she sees the Platts walking along. She's like, look, that's that strumpet. He slept with Bethany. Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, what a strumpet. Sleep with Bethany. So Jenny shout, shouts out, what? Daniel slept with Bethany last night. And everybody kind of like record scratches. Uncle Daniel walks out of the house and they're all staring at each other. Daisy's not happy. Daniel's fuming. Because she's judging Bethany after what she had, what Daisy's done with Ryan. Mm. Um, I think that uh, uh, David does that hilarious drive. Yeah, yeah, this is, that was the bit, wasn't it? Where the, the flats just walk off and David is there. He does a few good expressions on that episode. There yeah. was, it wasn't it the, when he's in the um, the bistro or was it Speedtail? I can't remember later that episode. And he does a few good ones. I did appreciate that awfully. Um, yes. Continue. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. So. Um, <laughs> so Daisy's not happy and they're mad at each other and the Platts carry on arguing all the way to speed dial Sarah and Gail are like I can't believe what you've been up to you put a cat among the pigeons and uh, <laughs> Bethany's like well Ian McLeod said I would so I had to do you get the joke? yes Bethany says you're one to talk because you've been shagging Damon it makes me wonder <laughs> if she's here for the drug storyline or the serial killing storyline Mm. Or it could be what all else sorts. Is there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I didn't know whether Bethany and you know people can change, but is she the sort of person? And indeed, is Daniel the sort of person who would jump into bed with somebody that they've not seen for years? I mean, Daniel's I guess kind of smarting and still on the rebound, and he's young, free, and single, and maybe wanting to show I. You know, not letting Daisy drag me down anymore. Well, they but are. But maybe it's just my prudishness coming in again. That's just how But the are. whole idea that the, the, they see each other and within minutes they're, they're bonking away. I, well, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what young people do these days. That's fine. Don't be so judgmental. I will. <laughs> Jenny and Daisy. It's not like they edited an episode of Coronation Street poorly. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as that. Den- Jenny and Daisy are in the back room of the Rovers, and Jenny's like, "You need to decide what you're going to do. Help Dan go and salvage your relationship with Daniel, or help me put the crockery away. Just stop <laughs> wallowing." Daniel's been to Ken again, going, "Oh, you know what? This has made me realise I don't want to go back to Daisy. I'm fed up with her." And then he gets a text from Bethany asking if he wants a drink. 
So they meet up in the street. Oh, yeah, this is... Yeah, I can't remember what... It wasn't Bethany and Sarah going to have the evening together because Bethany goes off with Daniel. Sarah's left to do an well, aspire no, evening no, no, no. with Gail. No, no, no. Is that right? Well, yes. <laughs> She's... Bethany's like... Oh, no. Sarah says, oh, we can have a mother-daughter spa night. And Bethany's like, oh, I can't. I've got to go. And then Gail's like, we can still have a mother-daughter spa night. Oh, yeah. I'll get my pumice stone. (laughs) Yeah, so Sarah is pumicing Gail's feet into the wee hours. Daisy sees Daniel on the street. She wants to apologise, but her nose is put out of joint when Bethany turns up and... Um, she's like, he's like, mind your own business. Yeah, he he lets her into the flat. She kind of just strolls past Daisy. And then Daisy and kind of walks off like, in. I'm done with this man. Up in the flat, Bethany and Daniel share a glass of wine and she's like, go get me a kebab. And then she phones someone up and says, I withheld my number. I know I messed up, but you've got to give me a second chance. And puts to get to So this is, this is the there. mysterious phone so, call that you were alluding to earlier. So what we know earlier. is that this person's blocked her number... And she's trying to win them back. Now, to me, this feels like a, a lover or... Yeah, some people have said, um, has she been sacked from the, the newspaper, magazine, publication this is that not she's working how, for? I mean, this is perfectly possible this is what this is. Because Coronation Street has been known to bend reality to, to for the drama. But in, in real life, if you're fired, you don't keep phoning someone up and... Or, don't, they don't block your number and then put the phone down on you. No. Like, you don't... That's not how it works. <laughs> no. People are kind of speculating that is she just going secret undercover and is she trying to investigate Stephen or... But, but that this phone call doesn't necessarily tie into that. It, so, yeah, because Daniel, I'm trying to think... It is. She's trying to badger somebody who she's, doesn't want to talk to her. So, I'm trying to think, like, if she's got a boyfriend, but she's... Or does she? Or they've, they've split up. But she's got to target Daniel for some reason, which is why she slept with him. But that doesn't make sense, because what's Daniel doing that's worth writing a magazine article about? Yeah, I... Nothing, I, really. I've, I've unfortunately just got no theories or great ideas that nobody's if, thought of yet. I mean, the other this. thing, you know, it, the drugs, serial killing, acid attack. But then you wouldn't immediately alienate the main victim of the acid attack if you were going to write a story about it. No. She would be out to befriend Daisy. Mm. And also, she didn't seem to know who she was. No, no, exactly. So, so I, she's it not done any research. I know, but Michael, it's, it might still be, and this is all just misdirection. Mm. But it's if it is, it's a really poor way of there's, telling a there's story. There's been a couple more episodes this week, and this mystery hasn't been alluded to at all, has it? But it's this just is been what left Corrie to ruminate does, in this, our minds. The mistake that Corrie makes sometimes is that they drag it out for far too long. And by the time it gets revealed, we've all guessed mm. what well, it I'm is. Well, I'm not guessing this one yet. But I do appreciate the fact that they've put something out there, something mysterious. But yeah, I hope it's not too long before they reveal it because it's potentially not going to be as exciting as, exciting as, as, we're, as we're thinking it might be. No. On Tuesday, Daisy's trying to take a mind off everything by coming up with ideas for the pub, but Jenny's in a rush and she's just patronising her. Um, I mean, not really. Ex- she's not taking it seriously. Uh, you can see where this is going already, can't you? They're gonna clash because Jenny's got, you know, she's got all this experience and she's she doesn't take it. In. 
doesn't take Daisy seriously. Daisy's going to be coming up with ideas that don't necessarily work out. But well, she's going to be saying to Jenny that, that she's wrong. And if she had been so great at business, then they wouldn't have been in this situation in the first place. But well, that, that is They've both true. kind of got a point, haven't they? Yeah. And it is nice to see the Rovers back. But apart from a few new soft furnishings and a rail around the bar it feels like they're just back in the same situation as they were before. And they're talking about, oh, how are we going to make this work? But I, I don't know. It, it, I, I, if this had been a proper soft reset for the pub and they'd gone back with this amazing new plan and it brought all the punters in and suddenly the Rovers was filled with characters, main characters, for, and some extras again, then great, but... Yeah, but I, you seem to think this the Rover story is over, but I think it's just beginning. I think there is still plenty to do, because whole, even though we saw it relatively bustling on New Year's Eve, since then, it's been pretty much the same as it had been, hasn't it? Um, Jenny's got her head in the sand about the problems that they're facing. Yeah, and she's, just, she's just happy to be back to her, her comfort place. Not got the experience to know what how to save how to save the situation. Mm. So I'm really, I think this, I'm got, I've got a lot of high hopes for this, to be honest. Some, some might say that they weren't the most suitable people for buying the pub. What Were it not for the fact that they're two great characters and we, we want them there. Um, but I think it just feels like they maybe need someone with a bit more business nous and experience coming in and saying, this is what you do. Like, Where's this going? I mean, we know that there's going to be... There's McDonald to return to the cobbles to put mm. Jenny straight. I don't think that's going to no. go down well. There's trouble ahead because they've stolen this money. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of not been mentioned since, no. has it? But there's that's surely... It's not the end of it, is it? No. They, Daisy, they're, they're just going to have the, the mother of all fallouts at some point, surely. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, if Bethany finds out somehow about the fact that they're using the money that her dead uncle stole to buy the pub. And then she's now got a secret over Daisy, which, you know, her mortal enemy, perfect. She'll probably get it out of Jenny by shagging her, the way she's going. <laughs> Sleep with everybody on the street, get all the secrets. <laughs> so, Bethany comes into the pub and the, she and Daisy have a bitch fest to each other. It's that was so, just like the highlight of Tuesday's episode, I just thought, really. I was kind of really thrilled with Bethany. I, I, I didn't expect much from her coming back. I love Daisy. Um, anyway, but I don't mind Bethany antagonising her and they're both really bitchy. I hope this carries on. It's, do you think we're supposed to be on a particular side? Yeah, with I don't know. Like, who's, who of... is in the wrong here? Or well, are they both as bad as each other? Well, I've seen people say, oh, it's about time Daisy got her, you know, taken down a peg or two. Which is true. Yeah, true. Um, Bethany is definitely being super obnoxious and morally not, you know... If somebody said to me, you slept with my boyfriend, right, we just broke up two weeks ago, I'd I'd feel bad about myself, you know? I'd be like, oh no, I've made a bit of a mistake here. What a fake I just hope so too, because you're married to me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not in my dreams. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, oh well, early bird catches the worm, I guess. Mm. Yeah. If the worm is Daniel's (coughs) penis. Yeah. There (laughs) disgusting <laughs> just a worm um yeah the the she many people would say that bethany has really done nothing wrong at the moment and daisy's well, she just hasn't done anything mega wrong, jealous but you know you have a bit of a you might you might feel 
that you've broken the girl code. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still, I can't help but be on Team Daisy, even though I absolutely yeah. recognise that she's being a little bit... Of um, a cow. A little bit of a cow about it, a little bit of a sore loser that she's not with Daniel anymore. I kind of want her to get one over Bethany. But mm-hmm. it's fairly, fairly even pegging, which in a way makes it, makes it it's quite fun. good. Yeah. Yeah, so she's I can n- see where they're both, in, where they're both coming yeah, from. Yeah, this is why it's good. Bethany's negging the pub. Oh, no wonder it's dead if, if you're in charge. And uh, she sits down to do her work. Damon comes in. Is this part of this story? Mm, well, Damon I'm gonna comes say not in really. and says, Ed, I heard, I've got a job for you. Remember that for the next story. Um, I'm going to need, I'm going to get my money off the Rovers, uh, the Bistro. This will all make sense to you later. And Bethany <laughs> overhears him and she realises this is Damon. And she's mad because she thinks he's a homewrecker. Yes. That really isn't this part of the storyline. Bethany sees Todd in the pub and says hello. And he introduces her to George. And then she bit, she gives bitchy looks to Daisy. Yeah, that okay. was quite... I'm kind of glad that the Bethany and Todd introduction, well, reintroduction happened because... Um, so we t- Todd has been kind of on She's the fringes of... He's kind of, of, of her stepdad. Well, to- Todd brought Bethany up for a while, didn't he? I mean, he but would... they just look like they could just be the same age, you know. I know that there's a bit of an age gap, but if she dated Tim, it wouldn't... I wouldn't... You know... If Bethany dated No, Todd. she's not going to, but you know what I mean? Because of the character's ages, that's what I'm saying. Not because of their relationship... Do you get what I'm saying? No, or not? Yeah, yeah, can't, yeah I guess I'm so. But he's still a good, he's still a good 17, 18 years older than her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was worth... I, I'm kind of glad that they did that. It's nice just to just to sh- remind us, well, remind themselves maybe, that there are links between these characters and that, that's I kind know of a natural that thing to I know happen. that Todd and Bethany are like father and daughter. I know that. Yeah. I wasn't trying to make that point. We're just saying that Gareth Pierce is sickeningly so, youthful looking. Um, when it comes to Daniel and who he should end up with, I, he very much puts me in mind of a bud, a budgie with a mirror. <laughs> I think if you gave him a mirror, he would just peck at it and love it, and that would be Open enough. Open his dressing gown up. Go forward. Look, look at these. Look at these. <laughs> okay. Jenny comes back to the pub later, and Daisy has been giving away pints with the hot pots, even though she was told not to. And, and it's not gone so well for her. It was a stupid move. Because she didn't sell any more hot pots than she would have done. Because the people that got the free pints were going to have a hot pot anyway. Yeah. And then Bethany comes over. She's like, oh, did that not meet your boss's approval? Because Daisy said that she was oh, the boss. Yeah. And now she's getting dressing down. And Jenny's, Jenny says, oh, it's just down to lack of experience. But Daisy does not appreciate that. No. They all fake smile at each other. And Bethany leaves. Just like, how thrilled would you be if you were Bethany at this point? I know. Be like, this is just brilliant. Everything's <laughs> going my way at last. On Wednesday, Daniel's still walking around with his dressing gown open. Some say he hasn't worn proper clothes since <laughs> Bethany arrived. And Bethany's trailing behind him going, oh, isn't it lovely? Isn't it wonderful? I'm going to look at flats today and it's Daniel's birthday as well today. Oh, yeah. She's decided that she maybe will stay here for a little bit longer. I think that I, I think that she is here for a little while. I'm not sure completely, but you don't get Lucy Fallon back and then just have her in for a little bit. So I think, I think this is a, a fairly long term return. Well, she's talking about flats, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Um, Daniel and Ken are in the bistro because it's his birthday and Daniel's talking to him about how great things are with Bethany. It's totally not not a bad omen or idea to 
start another long-term relationship two weeks after you've broken up with your fiance <laughs> that you were going to try to get to adopt your child. Yeah. Just move on. In the flat, Daniel opens up to Bethany about his history with Daisy, including the acid attack, which Bethany doesn't seem to know about or is she pretending? She starts to ask a bit more, but he interrupts yeah. her. And then he goes to the pub, tries to be civil with Daisy... Um, and she's like, okay, well, I can be civil if you can, but she doesn't look happy about it. Would it make sense if Bethany is the outside world prison girlfriend of Jason Rutherford? Oh no, that's weird. She's Did not that, that work? No, she's some way. surely she's not that silly. Well, she might be, but probably not. No, she's but... the world's best, greatest writer. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> well done. That was really, and that was a really. Um, I feel drained. Vivacious synopsis bit of reading there. You were doing there, Gemma. Um, so you're, uh, so you're pleased that Bethany's back. Pleasantly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. She definitely did put the cat among the pigeons, which um, is normally Cory producer speak for annoys all the viewers. But this time, I was just enjoying it. Mm. I think it was funny. She's she's quite, yeah. She just looks like she's in a different age category to everyone else because is she like the same age as Daisy? Um, I think Daisy's ever so slightly older, maybe. Yeah. But I don't think Daisy would ever admit that. <laughs> um, what did you think of the new look Rovers? The slightly new look Rovers. I, I wouldn't have noticed. No, I think it, it it's it, it it's makes a, sense. It's got a little tiny sofa. Yeah, it, it makes sense before. in There's the no show because machines. nobody came in and was doing massive renovations. Were there? No. Yeah, the, well, had had the fruit machine been in there, or was I just kind of remembering that there? There was point? a fruit machine, but when it left, I don't know. But it's yeah. not there now. Maybe it was a good job for Ed, really, isn't it? We have temptation in it as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 the soft furnishings are nice. I think it it's, may be. I think um, Ina, Martha and Minnie might have approved. The they're, last, they're, they're nice soft on their bums. Last time Jenny said that she was going to change it, she didn't. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the, this was, yeah. I I, th- I think it's fine. It's like, it didn't need... The, the, the way no, that the Rovers looks at the moment, I'm perfectly happy with it. I'm not, I'm not feeling it's it. in need of a massive overhaul. Um, so, yeah. Pubs do not look any different now. No, no. Um, what else? Um... Shona's best Willy Wonka being um, Johnny Depp. Because she wants to shag him. What the heck? Don't get involved with Johnny Depp, Shona. I can only tell you that it leads to dark places. What's the new guy that's playing Willy Wonka? Timothy Chamolet. You ha- we, we haven't seen the new film. Has you're, anyone seen you've it? Taken Is that any good? I saw the it. trailer back in the summer or whenever it was. We, we, I think we watched it separately and you were like, oh, that looks quite yeah. good. And this is totally not the sort of film that you would say, oh, that looks quite good about. So I was really surprised that you like, no. look at it. Cause, and I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this is pants. They do, they're making another backstory up Why for do you, I don't think you know what I like. Why do you think I wouldn't like it? Because you didn't like it. That's it was too reason. whimsical. I like whimsical things. I believe in ghosts. <laughs> um, well, t- <laughs> but there will be if you go and see Wonka. There is a ghost in it. I mean, um, Jeff Metcalf is is doing something in the, in that is film. He the ghost isn't of Christmas I'm surprised. I'm surprised Shona didn't notice. To be honest. Right. But honestly, Johnny Depp is the best Willy Wonka. No, no, no because no. Shona. Not while Gene here's Wilder my thing. Exists. Yeah, but he's dead. So? Here's my thing. Okay, are you talking about Johnny Depp, the actor? Or are you talking about the character? No, no his portrayal of Willy me? Wonka was weird. Exactly. I wouldn't want him coming at me with those teeth. <laughs> True. I just... 
I, I, when I picture Willy Wonka, honestly, who I think of, and we've this is completely off. Topic, I know. What is the Quentin Blake illustration? None of the actors who have played him really lived up to that when version I think of Willy Wonka. Of the Quentin Blake illustration of Willy Wonka, I think of Abraham Lincoln. He is a bit. He is a bit abish, isn't he? And it? I yeah. wouldn't sleep with Abraham Lincoln either. Why do you think it's to do with that? Um, okay. Oh, other little thing that was that was just about related to this story because Daisy was talking to Steve and asking him which one of his ex what was it which one of his ex-wives does he miss the most I yeah. can't remember what, he, what the question was yeah. Karen yeah what a revelation they're trying to get her back they're trying yeah. to do her they're back. trying to get Sir Anne Jones say oh look at this right, oh Catherine Kelly won't come back we asked her well I mean people have talked about who could Corrie get back? Which of their big leading ladies would make a big splash, like some other soaps have done recently? And um, they could never get Sarah Lancashire back. This is a thing, so Sarah. Yeah, she couldn't be Raquel again. I don't think she could because Raquel doesn't. It, it, Raquel, Raquel didn't. It really exist, did she? Mm. Raquel was like a mirage that was created by the woman herself to hide. Her light under a bushel almost because she turned out to be like a bilingual French. She had housewife. it in, in her all along. I don't think they'd get Saran Jones back. I don't think Catherine Kelly would come back. So that, I don't know whether there's many really, really big name ex Cory um, ladies who could come in and make a huge, huge splash. Unfortunately, well, I'd quite like to see Shelley back. I think that she would be perfect back in. I think that. Sally- um, Sally, yeah, Sally Lindsay, Lindsay would, would slot right yeah, back in. she's got her she's, Madame LeBlanc. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I know, but I, what, okay, what I'm thinking of, because I've watched this Mr. Bates versus the post office all the way around it. That got Gemma mad if you saw her tweet the I other was, day. It's just like infuriating. I knew it would be. Flipping infuriating, okay, on it? Okay, crossfading. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke. Um, and Catherine Kelly's in that, but she's got like a bit part in it. And I'm so fed up with them using Catherine Kelly and things and make, basically every single time I see her in something, it's some kind of ITV gritty drama and maybe police procedural where she's stuck in an office, <laughs> walking around with a clipboard or looking at a computer, like being somebody's assistant or something. Like, get let's get her in the main person in something, please. Yeah. I I just I I'm not sure whether there's uh, uh, I haven't well, given it's, a it's huge amount of thought. But nobody's what made us think about this? Oh, Steve misses Karen the most. I'd like to see Karen back, but my favourite of Steve's ex-wives is obviously Becky. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think we've done enough. Hey, I remember you. Hey, Damon Hay is back. Bethany has uh, been one upped by the the Hay brothers. Um, and this is what we're going to move on to now. And yeah, massive dramas for for Adam and you. They they're seeming to. Maybe it's an Ian McLeod thing, but the 1st of January episodes, or there or thereabouts, something big and dramatic seems to happen every year. Because I... Was it, the, it? was it the first episode of 2023 that Nina fell in a lake? If it wasn't the first, it was within the first few. Didn't Alia blow up a van? That was a bit... That was slightly later. Mm. Um, and then the year before that was when they had um, Faye and, and Emma and their crushed biscuits debacle. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Should I just say you should say, "Oh yes, Michael, you've got well, you very don't... good memory." Yes, you've got a great memory. But they didn't need to start twenty twenty four off with a bang quite like this. No, don't do this. This was silly. It was very silly. But well, um, so anyway, it still started off on Sunday on New Year's Eve, where um, Adam goes round to Sarah. This is these two characters have barely had anything to do with each other since their split back in the 
spring summer time and she's all dressed up to the nines for new year's eve and he's like oh hello there you're sexy lady oh that's what he's thinking anyway and um sarah basically leads him to believe that she's going on a date and i think he kind of leads her to believe the same thing as well she's actually going to meet with carla and he's supposed to be meeting up with daniel now they were supposed to be going together tonight but now daniel can't for whatever reason he's obviously got some kind of premonition of bethany coming back so um, Adam has a bit of a moan about being all alone on New Year's Eve just as Sarah happens to walk in and overhears it. So pretty much the two of them spend New Year's Eve together and um, this reunion that nobody saw coming because there's been no build-up to it gets very close to happening. But then um, someone else shows up later on that uh, in the, on the next episode that puts a kibosh on that. Um, yeah, they just have a lovely evening together, well, really. He, and he, he, oh, he oh, no, he, oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? He had a panic attack. Because I'd forgotten that he'd been having those. So she gives him a reassuring hug and it's all a bit awkward because, obviously, um, they used to be married. And now then, have they got a divorce yet? Jemister, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think they I don't have. think they did. Mm. Um, okay. There's no point getting a divorce on Coronation Street until you're ready to marry the next person. Yeah. Then you can have dramatic scenes about, I want a divorce. And then go, no, I'm not going to let you marry them. Um, Monday's episode then, this is where it really kicked off and starts off where all good kicking off things do in the cafe. And Daniel is saying, Adam, oh, how's things going on with you and Sarah then? It seems like you were getting on well last night. And he said, oh, we had a nice evening together. Uh, but I did have a panic attack when I was with her. And Daniel's like, look, you just need to have a new start for the new year. Go and see a doctor. Get yourself sorted. You've had all this time without any storylines. What have you been doing? You could have been seeing the doctor all that time. If you get there stressed now. out, you should take up drinking or smoking or both. Yeah, well... Adam did smoke. Do you remember when Sam Robinson came back into the show and it was like he, he went into the factory and lit a big cigar and saying, oh, hey, I'm just like my dad, Mike Baldwin. So he's had one cigar in his life. So yeah, maybe he takes... That's his New Year's revolution. That's resolution. Um, he goes into the pub with Sarah later and she says... She gives him a bit of a... Um, public service announcement about the NHS online app, doesn't she? She's like, oh, look, it's so easy. Just say you've got panic attacks. And he's like, oh, she's being really nice to me. There's some things happening here. Because they broke up when he found out that the baby was Damon's, didn't they? With the, with the big balloon appearing at the gender yeah. reveal party. So I think he was must have been the one that did the dumping. My memory's shocking at the moment. Um, but it's clear that as is often the case in these circumstances, he's having a bit of a breakup regret and maybe he wouldn't be so against getting back together with them again. Well, he's the one that was adamant that they shouldn't be back together, wasn't he? Yeah, but, you know, it's it, things, are, things are progressing a little bit differently now. He's realised that um, without Sarah, he's not in any stories, so let's get him in there. But, sadly for him, um, they're being watched by mysterious spy cam from outside the um, medical centre. It's Damon. What? Damon Hay. Um, so, immediate reactions, Gemma. You said that you were pleasantly surprised by Bethany's comeback. How are you feeling about Mr. Hay? Drugs man. Yes? Don't need drugs men on the show. 
I I've had a drug story, but don't want another one. Never I remember again. when he went off last year, and I was thinking, oh, he's only off for a little bit. He'll be back in a few weeks, and then he just didn't. He didn't. He didn't. And then I found out that uh, Kieran Griffiths is it that plays him. He lives in Australia most of the time, doesn't he? And 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 we found out oh, he's back in Australia again. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe that's it for Damon. A bit of a quick exit, but oh well. I wasn't a massive fan of him anyway. And then when I found out that he was coming back, I just felt just a bit deflated by it. I'm sure I've said this before, but when I was in primary school, one of my classmates, I think, convinced me that they lived in Australia and came (laughs) on the plane every day. And I was like, I don't know that that's true, but why would you lie? I mean, we can presume because he does uh, live... On the earth, on the earth's bottom, that he's not going to be in it for a good time. I just, it just feels a bit. That story was over. It was a bit grubby and, and grimy when it happened. I, I'm I'm yet to see the benefit of bringing him back. And I know lots of people really like him and and Will Miller as well. While we're on the subject, I don't need Harvey Will back. Miller. Yeah. Don't, don't need no, him I in the show. I, but I lots mean, of people are saying, oh yeah, Will Miller's great, they, always great eye candy. Yeah, but both of these characters, both of these people are good actors. I like them both. But... They're playing types of characters that, that I, I don't, don't enjoy. Yeah. Um, because and, it's like it's like in The Bill. It's like they're not the the main character, they're not the policemen. So what are they doing in the show? Like, go away, you're just coming and meddling. You're not real characters. No, I, I saw some um, discussion online recently about people saying, "Why do Corey keep bringing in new characters yeah, for a it. story? There's plenty yeah, of other true. characters. Let them have their own dramas between each other. You don't need another character to come and spark things off." Yeah, it's like you don't need to start every story with once upon a time. Mm. You don't need to start every Corey story with, "Oh look, who's back?" Or just. Who's this new person? It 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 doesn't always need it. You, it doesn't need it at all because you've already got a like, cast of like ridiculously. We, literally, in the last fortnight, we've lost. Okay, let's stretch it out to maybe the last month. We've lost Ryan, who we know is going to come back. We've lost Peter. Yeah. And we've gained Bobby, Damon, Harvey, and Bethany. It's not it's well, like it's they not, can't they can't yeah. stop themselves. Yeah. If this you is what just... happens when, I, when I'm like, oh, I did a really good job. I didn't spend any money. Let's celebrate. What can I buy? Yeah, what, basically it is. That's You're what right. in the crowd is like. You're right. Um, it, it boggles the mind. And to think that we've got all four of those characters now in the street where, you know, a month ago none of them were there, or a week ago none of them were there almost... I, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's going to be something that happens in this story that makes it all worthwhile. But I'm, I, at the moment, I'm not hopeful. Well, again, you know, it started. The, this is the problem. It started the year off on a poor foot for me because two two things that I want from Corey is to cut the cast down so that people can have more stories. Honestly, if 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 we had if we had the time and the you know whatever. I wouldn't care that this there were that many people. It's just that people don't get a go. Yeah. That that annoys me, and the lack of consequences. And they start the show, they start the year off with a new character coming in and kidnapping somebody, holding them at gunpoint, and then just. Mm. There's been. It's also 
It feels like they've started the new year and say, hey, here's some teasers for the new hot stories of 2024. We've got Tracy sniffing around Tommy Orpington, another return. I didn't yeah, even mention him. That. So that's five, five returns in the past fortnight. <laughs> We've got Damon and Harvey back to cause mischief and dark troubles for the plat. Not so fussed about that. We've got... Um, uh, what was the, uh, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, Bobby coming back for... Uh, coming, coming, coming into the programme for no particular reason. There's they're, What they're teasing so far at this stage in the year for 2024 isn't setting I my world like on Snow. fire. I just kind of want to watch lots and lots of the Paul storyline. And I got that on Wednesday. But... Well, well. I, 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 I'm sure that, you know, in th- you know giving, when we get to March, there'll be other things that happen. There's always something completely unexpected that surprises us in the springtime that you'd never have seen coming. And whatever it is, I hope that's going to be good. But anyway, um, so Damon's here um, and he gets sets right to trouble by getting some goons to bundle Adam into a van while he's writing a... while he's leaving a voice message for Sarah about... Oh, I love you. I think you're great. Um, so he's in the, in the van with a bag over his head, messing up his hair even more than it usually is, no doubt. And he's being taken over to the teenage wasteland. Oh, gosh. Yes, the very same spot where Toya and Spider were held at gunpoint That's not exactly. long ago. The very same spot where... It's not even been 12 months. No, no. That's, That's clearly the place problem. to go. That's my problem with it. And it's not even been a month since the last person was held hostage. Was Evelyn. Evelyn. Yeah, she she was slightly lower stakes for Evelyn. At least if they had um, a random plot generator, it wouldn't come up with so many things <laughs> that were the same, so close to each other, statistically speaking. It was also the place where Amy and Ardy took um, old drugged up Spiker, wasn't it, a couple of months ago. That's clearly the place to go to dump your, your victims, dump your corpses here, yeah. Unless, but that's why Stephen Reed is just so unique because he chooses a different dumping ground. Well, he knew smart. He knew that if he went there, there'd be a queue. <laughs> if I was Craig, I'd be I'd be on permanent stake out there. No, no, no I'll say that. I'll say, if I was work. Craig's boss, yeah. I would send Craig on a permanent <laughs> stake out there. Just, just go and sit by the teenage wasteland again, Wait for Craig. A crime. This, this week is going to be when a crime's going to happen now. I swear. Just take your pack of donuts with you. Anyway, so Adam's in mortal peril. With a bag over his head, um, and uh, and and getting a gun pointed at him, and it's all it's all very dramatic. And I've lost my place in the notes, which is why I'm kind of filling time here. Um, Damon's checking with Heavy Number One that the kidnapping all went well. And he's like, "Yeah, it's all fine, but maybe we should let Adam sweat for a while," says Damon, and he seems to have an idea about what he wants to do now and how keeping him alive might be beneficial. This is why I get nervous if I need the loo. If I need the loo too much, I just get nervous because at any moment you could get in a lift and get stuck or you could be kidnapped and need the loo. Mm. So you should always go when you need to go. Well, we saw from Paul's storyline that that doesn't always turn out very pleasant. No, exactly. I don't want that to happen to me. Don't want Billy dragging you down the hallway. I don't want to be stuck in a van like Toya, weeing myself overnight. (laughs) You're convinced. You seem to bring that up almost every episode. It's my favourite fact. <laughs> um, the, the fact that, she, that something that didn't happen happened did. in your she brain. She definitely would have done. Um, okay, so um, Sarah is back at home. and da- Oh no, da- yeah, Damon kind of jumps out at Sarah in Victoria Street first. Saying, I want to talk to you, Dave. Sarah's boo, like, sexy. no, 
what are you doing back here? Don't want anything to do with you, sod off. So he starts buzzing incessantly at her door of her flat and she agrees to have let him up. Slightly different to last year when he was like, oh, Sarah, I want to, I want to, want you to get in your pants. And she's like, oh no, no, oh Damon, oh I couldn't possibly. <laughs> this time at least she did, for a time, for a very yeah. small amount of time, look like she didn't genuinely want him to drop off the side of the earth. Now, now she's, now she's free and single. She's like, no. Sarah's a flat earther. Hmm? Yes. Yeah, she, she exactly. She, but it doesn't take long, does she's it? She's like, no, this wouldn't cause drama, no. Um, so he says, look, I heard that you and Adam were over. And she says, yeah, because I miscarried your baby. And he's like, what? I had a baby. I didn't know you were pregnant. And throughout a lot of this, I was still left thinking, has Damon changed? Because he's insisting he has, isn't he? And even when he later lets Adam go because he gets his old heartstrings plugged, He's saying, oh, I, I don't want to be like that anymore. He was saying that last year. I just don't believe him. He looks too too much like a gangster. Oh, it's because of his shearling collar. Uh, yeah, he's that in, is He's in the stubble. leather shearling coat club. Yeah. Do you think he's going to join them? Maybe. <laughs> I, I just... Isn't it funny that I don't want him to turn good. Wears... I want to be right about him. Everyone on the street that wears the outfit is either like a 40-year-old man or a bunch of teenage girls. Yeah. They all wear the same outfits. <laughs> well, Kieran Griffiths isn't the tallest of chaps, is he? He's, in the, he's a shorty like me. So maybe he, 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 maybe he can... Join, yeah. the, join the gals? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's a good way to, to stake out Sarah on the sly. Yeah. Um, okay, so he he gets the whole story explained to him and he, she, he, he says, she says, oh, I tried to pretend, pretend it was Adam's baby. He's like, is, is Adam the reason that you lost the baby? And she's like, no, 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 no. Look, it's just the way things went. Anyway, he's not been able to stop thinking about her and wants things to go back to the way that they were. I love you, Sarah, says Damon. He's, she's like, no, not interested. Off you go, on your way, laddie. Um, and outside, he's, you know, he's now been spurned by lovely Sarah and says, right, I'm going to kill Adam myself. So Adam... Um, is there, sitting on the... He's outside the van at this point, isn't he? The heavies have been like, oh, he was having some sort of panic attack, so I've set him outside to get some... What do you expect? You've got a guy pulled up in your van with a bag over his head, listening into people say, I'm going to blow him away. I think it's perfect. You're perfectly entitled to have a panic attack. And it makes me think that maybe this is the first time that these heavies have ever had a hostage at gunpoint. Seems yes. a fairly, it was, fairly standard and expected behaviour. It was kind of comical. I don't think they meant it. I don't know why they put that in. Because it's like, they're like, listen, listen here, Damon. I'm all for, like, mutilating people and, and like, breaking arms or, like, killing people, whatever. But mental health, I take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching all the adverts on TV. I'm not going to be responsible for another man having depression. We've got to sort this out. And... and- Damon, did you know that gambling is a disease? It's a disease. I, I learned all about that. It's all right. Anyway, Adam, I've signed you up for the NHS. Don't you just hate these woke heavies? They are, they're woke heavies. <laughs> like, listen, I've done, <coughs> I've done the speaking save. He's all right now. <laughs> I on, gave him a pep talk. Sitting on side, he's got a bit of fresh air. Now let's pull that trigger and get back I home. I told him he's got beautiful hair. <laughs> let's get back home for a vegan lasagna. But Damon, he's there with a gun and he's holding it at Adam's head and his hands are shaking away. I was almost thinking, Does she is hear? he actually... No, I mean, I, I, I don't love Adam as a character. If he disappeared off the face of the earth or said, like, I'm leaving, I wouldn't be 
sad about that. I, he doesn't seem to solve to serve a mega purpose on the street, to be honest. At Nobody the can because they don't have any time. No, well, quite. But I was almost thinking, have they done it? Have they left the biggest surprise of the lot and that Adam is going to get killed on New Year's Day and join the illustrious ranks of Alf Roberts and Lewis Archer of other 1st of January victims? I really didn't. Could they do it? No. Just for a split second in me. I'm glad that you had that moment. I did. I, 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 and it wasn't... I, 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 even though he didn't do it, I wasn't too sad. But, um, yeah, he... Because Adam starts saying, Oh, just to, before you do it, I just want to say, tell Harry that I love him. And I want to say, I'm so sorry for everything I've done, etc., etc. And Damon... And I just also want to say, you guys, I know you're doing this for a reason and I don't want you to get PTSD because I take mental health seriously too. <laughs> I'm more worried about how it's going to affect you psychologically if you kill me, to be honest. And the heavies are like, he's got a point, you know. And also, there's also another character in my extended family called Sam. And if you go to prison for killing me, he'll come and find you in the prison and want to know why you've done it. It's really really, not worth it. You have to really know why you're doing this. (laughs) And Damon's like, I'm not not down for this. this. No, I can't be. Let him go, let him go. (laughs) Can't, Can't be bothered with this. But I want to just say... On the record, on behalf of the podcast, we take mental health very seriously here. This is we not take everything serious, seriously. We take absolutely, everything but it doesn't seriously. stop us from making fun of it sometimes because it's kind you of entertaining. Too, but don't write in and say that we don't care about it because that's because I don't care. Not yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, Adam's let go, and um, first stop police station. To report his kidnapping, the, the death sergeant there is just oh, like, he was great, wide-eyed, like, it's like what? what? I haven't got a line, so I'm going to use my eyes to show the surprise Whoa. that somebody has been kidnapped and had a bag put on their head on New Year's Day. So I was expecting to just deal with the the drunks, drunks today. I didn't expect a meaty kidnapping. Did anybody vom on your trainers, though? That's <laughs> my question. So he's done that. Adam goes back home and sees Damon in the street happens to be there of course obviously not happy to see him and he's like what are you doing back you're the one that kidnapped me and Damon's like well good look proving it this is just this is just broken Britain all over isn't it mm. like you can kidnap anybody you want you can send postmasters to jail because no one can prove it <laughs> I just is that how crimes really work Th- no that doesn't anymore. make any sense I that doesn't make any sense because there would have been CCTV footage of Dan- of Adam being kidnapped because he was on the phone. He's like, do, 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 whoop, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, and then I, those people <coughs> will be associates of, of Damon's. I, do, I, do, I, I don't mind about that. I. But doesn't what even happens in the end? With what? With what? Nothing happens, though. He does get no. away with it. Yeah, basically. He might, he might still not. I just think that... Um, mm. There's only so much that you can expect people to invest in the excitement of kidnapping and hostage taking when it happens all the time. Yes, that's my point. There's no consequences either. If it happened all it the was, time, it was a minute were, of drama, and people were like killed or you know serious. I mean, no, nothing mm. ever happens. You kidnap, you can kidnap anybody on this show and get away with it. I get how it's like, you know potential bait for soap mag covers oh Adam taking a held hostage at gunpoint wow come and watch us but yeah but the thing is though if you were to look at the 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 covers of the soap mags and all these like rhetorical questions or whatever or exclamations like 
gunpoint horror or like Bethany's secret secret <laughs> secret like he just go didn't matter didn't Adam matter, didn't in matter. open dressing gown love romp Daniel Dazzle, yeah. Daniel sorry yeah. no consequence that didn't happen that didn't happen yeah that happened but it's crap yeah yeah I know stop oh, stop well. making things like raising the stakes to that was a joke for a reason yeah um, okay, so Tuesday then, halfway through this, Adam spots Damon going to the bistro and calls the police to say, oh, I've just seen Damon going to the bistro, go and arrest him. So Damon, his little, the purpose of this little jaunt is that he wants his money back that he invested in the bistro last year. Uh, and Leanne and Nick aren't particularly keen. Uh, they just basically don't want anything to do with him. But anyway, before they can get too far into this, in comes Craigie for a word with him. And Damon's like, well, it's all right, because I've got an alibi for you. And Craig's like, well, I will follow it up then. Off you go. So his alibi was that he was with Sarah, which he was for a bit of it, because he was coming back and forth between her. Craig doesn't bother too hard to check the exact timings of when he was together. The fact that both of them said, yes, we spent a period of time yesterday in each other's company seems to be enough for him. So, um... Probably not going to be going back to see. It doesn't make soon. any sense that this was an alibi. There was an alibi because he was kept, he was held there for a long time, and he knew that there was more than one person. Mm. So why why was why was Craig like? Oh yeah, it wasn't him because he was somewhere for for one period of time. I know, I know, but he's, but he's... no, it can't. We can't just no. It, that can't be it. <laughs> it is. That is it. Uh, anyway, Damon seems to be managing to convince Leanne he's a bit innocent of this. Toya is in the background looking very sceptical. Toya's job at the moment just seems to be serving food. She's just like a trumped-up waitress at the moment, isn't she? She's so very much in the position of show writers have clearly got nothing that they want to do with her, but they've gone and got to do something with her. It's such a shame what's going on with her at the moment. I really hope that they've got something lined up for her for this year because it's it's really sad for me that she's just been lowered to serving tables in the bistro, honestly. Um, anyway, after Craig leaves... Oh, no, sorry. Craig then goes to the factory, doesn't he? To go and speak to, to, to Sarah. Um... And Craig does that and Sarah has to kind of awkwardly reveal to Adam about the fact that she was with Damon for a little bit yesterday. And Adam's fuming. How can you take Damon's side on this? Um, and what what were you talking about? What were you doing together all that time? And she doesn't deny when she he asks whether she's getting back with him. So it seems even at this early stage, she's thinking, oh, maybe I'll keep my options open here. He's, he's quite hot and stubbly. Anyway, it's none of your business, Adam. We're not together anymore. We had a split-up storyline last year, and Adam says, oh, I'll never accept you together. This guy's dangerous, and he'll hurt you. So he goes off and finds Bethany in the pub and says, we need to help keep Sarah away from Damon. He's dangerous. This is your favourite bit of the week, Gemma. Why? Adam's telling Bethany... Oh, yeah. Shut up. ...that Damon is dangerous. <laughs> Stupid fade to the prison. <laughs> Damon is there. Returning character, number five million. It is Harvey Gaskell. Harvey Nichols. 
Because a lot of people quite like this scene from what I saw online, but it just didn't I, I do didn't anything watch it. for me. You, yeah, from this point on, anything that happened on Tuesday's episode, Gemma has got no memory of it because no. she just can't see through the red mist of that of the of the crossfade scene and people not all agreeing it unanimously was like that it was Vietnam. the worst editing decision since the worst bo- thing butcher ever. So Harvey, it sounds like, has been beaten up. Oh yeah, that that that. I think they kind of there's some kind of establishing we're not really getting on with each other. Um, Harvey says I got beaten up by people who said you did it. You you sent them for me. I don't know. That Damon like, denies Jacob, it. They talk him. about He's Jacob. They say remember him. Remember right now. Never heard of him. Harvey has heard, though, somehow, about this bungled kidnapping attempt yesterday. So he's obviously got some sources out there. Hang on, you said they haven't heard of Jacob. They haven't heard from From Jacob. Jacob Jacob who? Um, So, uh, anyway, the the whole, the the crux of this scene was Harvey has got um, an interesting business opportunity for Damon, a robbery organised by... Somebody who pushed Damon out of a window on his 21st birthday, as you do. Damon's like, nope, not interested in this. Think I'd leave my neck on the line for you. I'd rather clean toilets. So, that can't be all we've seen of Harvey, can it? I don't know, because he's... He doesn't see... He seems to kind of, like, pitch up for, like, the odd episode. He ha- Yeah, no, you're right. He does sometimes. And then a, a he goes bit, away again. A bit Rob Donovan-ish, a bit... Yeah. Because he's not getting out of prison. No. The, right, he, so he can't, they can't make him escape character. again. So we're not following, you don't care. Like, no one, no one's like, gosh, yeah, but what's Harvey doing? Mm. So is it, I mean, like I was saying earlier, part of this Damon story is revolving around the fact that he is insisting I've changed. Is this offer from Harvey just to say, no, I've changed, I've changed, I've changed, and we're supposed to believe because he didn't... Um, accept the offer from Weatherfield's most water repellent gangster that he he you know that he's that he's back. He might he might kind of he might be in it for a couple more episodes and then I think that's it. Like he might be like, Damon, I know you didn't agree, but now I've got I've got some blackmail mm. or leverage and I'm gonna kill Sarah or I think do do you think that Damon is going to eventually do this robbery? Because he Damon gets yeah. is getting pestered, isn't he, it's by like, Harvey later on in the week. No, I don't. Well you're in a show. Do you so want to do something to. that could possibly make it onto the front of a, of a soap magazine cover but then ultimately turn out to be in a bit of a damp squib? You up for that, yeah. Damon? Do you oh rob... go on then, you're twisting my arm. Do you wanna rob the pound shop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna rob the uh, the pawn shop? I hear there's some awesome Bailey Christmas presents in there. Sorry the Wendy up. house is gone. They've yeah, all but, been um, snapped up and the charity shop don't bother going in there either. All the good stuff's been taken. Yeah, by Evelyn. Um anyway. No, by everyone who was dressing up for fancy dress. Oh yeah, of course. Oh sorry for that. I roll. Um <laughs> anyway. Uh, You'd rather clean toilets. Bye. Yes, and uh, Damon says uh, Harvey yeah, says, bye. that's my job. Over right. at the bistro, Nicker, Nick, Leanne, Nicker. Nicker, Nick and Leanne are debating still whether they should give Damon this money back. And Nick says, look, and I think that he makes a good point here. If we give him his money back, he's nothing to do with us anymore. Weren't they trying to get rid of him? Yeah. So what's the problem? Nick's like, I'm sorry, Leanne, I can't, your mercurial ways are confusing me. One minute you want to get rid of him, now you, you're, you don't know. Mm. Let's just give him the money and tell him to get bent. 
I guess, you know, the, the, the flip side of that is they are going to be down a substantial amount of cash. Well, they always are. Everyone's always down a substantial amount They've of cash. They've always find a way of doing side, it. Oh, we're going to have to sell our mansion in the south of France. But it's... it's Sometimes when you get when you have characters in situations like this, they say, "I will do what you ask me to do if for, for for me to get rid of you." But you haven't actually got rid of them, and I and I would wonder whether Damon will get his money back, but still continue to waft around the bistro and maybe try to use it as a base of operations or something. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, they, they're going to give him his money back, which spells good news for Ed later on in the week. Um, Adam goes back to the police station later. Craig is spectacularly unhelpful with the plan. They're like, well, we've, we've asked around. We investigated. We, I don't yeah. get it. We investigated. Sarah we was with him for it. a bit of yesterday, so clearly he didn't do it. And you've just made the whole thing up, Mr Barlow. I go and I ask people... Did you do it? And they say no, and I'm, my hands are tied. Yeah, basically it was that. So Adam, Adam, I don't think you want me to go around accusing upstanding citizens of lying <laughs> because that should be a crime. <laughs> um, so Sarah, Nick, Bethany in the pub later talking about Damon, and Sarah's getting all hit up with herself because she thinks that they believe that Damon kidnapped Adam. And she's like, no, you'd never do that, would she? No, 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 no. I thought I was only with him for most of the time. Okay, right. I'm but just... it could have been anyone. Anyone who could have killed. Everyone loved to kill Adam. It's probably somebody who found him really hunky and just wanted to do all, all manner of things to him. Is this not the most... This is the most stupid thing. <laughs> Out of, among who, all the others. Who thinks... Right, everyone in the Rovers, put your hand up. Who here Go thinks... Go all five of you. Who here thinks that Damon could single-handedly kidnap Adam. Put your hands up. Okay, nobody. No, Sarah, he didn't do it by himself. What do you mean? Yeah. Um... Oh, how could you think that Damon kidnapped Adam? I don't, because, quite frankly, Adam could stomp Damon to death. It's obviously other people that helped him do it. But I, I think if you kind of thinking away from the fact that this is a soap and everybody... You know, if you're going to get kidnapped, it's going to be another character that you know is going to do it. Sarah has got a point to think. You can't just accuse some ran- someone randomly just because just he's turned back up motive. again. Just because he's turned back up no, again. No, he's, he's a got criminal a with a motive. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's them. And, so and, I think and, Sarah like, isn't completely wrong to da- say, Damon. well, let's get some evidence first. The day before Damon turned up, not kidnapped. day he turns up, kidnapped. Wow, you should join Weatherfield Police. Never I'm like, Craig. listen, Swain, sit down. Come on, everybody. And we teach you a few Get things. Me. Where's the whiteboard? How to be a coffer. <laughs> um, so, uh, Damon, she says, uh, Damon's like, not close. like his brother. Bethany says, you still clearly fancy him. And Sarah's like, yeah, I really, really like him. Sarah, you, you know your judgment cannot be counted upon. You have already like been responsible for one drug dealer getting murdered. Do you not think that Damon could be next? <laughs> so, I, again, I, I Is this have... what's going to happen to every drug dealer in Weatherfield? They're just going to end up in a relationship with Sarah until one of her relatives bangs them on the head and buries them under the... I saw some people extension. online um, getting getting annoyed about the fact that 
when Sarah split up with Gary, which some people are still very raw about, it was because they were dating. They were, they were love's young dream. Everybody loves Sarah and Gary together, apart from me, it seemed like. But when they split up, it was because of his involvement with Rick Nealon, and she's she didn't want somebody who was, you know, living a dodgy criminal life. But now look here, she is happy to to woo, clearly the next big gangster of the street. But like we said many times before, she has always had a bit of a thing for bad boys. She really does. From, but everybody from does. Callum to... Like, literally everyone on the street is like, if a, ba- if a, like, a criminal comes along, they're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, Stephen Reid. <laughs> but then again, there's nobody on the street who really lives a blameless life. They're all criminals. Do all girls have a thing for bad boys, Gemma? No, I can't be bothered with it. Do you, no. They'd be able to bring you money from all the crimes they got no, up to. No, because I'd be, I'd feel, I'd get anxiety about it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, where does money But anyway, from? Sarah doesn't mind because she thinks he's changed. Can't change a man, Sarah. Well. Gemma's tried. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she, oh. Anything else? She's so beautiful. So, um, Adam's still fuming about Damon later. This time, Leanne is the unfortunate um, recipient of his ire. And she says, look, Nick's told me Sarah really likes Damon. That was a bit confusing. And he's like, he's not happy with this news, obviously. So Damon's with Sarah in the flat later, telling her about um, Harvey's offer about the robbery, which he doesn't really want. Then the subject of the kidnapping he comes up. He tells Sarah, I'm, I was asked to do a kidnapping. No, the robbery. He tells oh, Sarah robbery, that... Sorry, rob- sorry. But then she says, I can't remember how it comes up, but it basically goes along the line of, oh, Damon, oh, Damon, um, Adam was saying something about being kidnapped the other day and he reckons that you didn't do it. Did you do it? Did you do it? And he's like, yeah, I did it. For God's sake. Fair, fair cop, you got me, Sarah Lou. She's um, a better investigator than the entire Weatherfield Police Department. Yeah. Um, no, look, most of those detectives at Weatherfield Police Department do a sterling job. You but can't get it right fair, every time. It's just Officer Craig is a bit. Did bad. Craig actually say, Damon, did you kidnap Adam? Or did he just say, where were you oh, when point. Adam was kidnapped? Good because point. Because forgot the key question. He was like, Damon's like, I cannot tell a lie, but you didn't actually ask me the question directly. <laughs> so therefore, I'm not obliged to answer it. Case closed. Anyway, he says to Sarah, yeah, I did plan this kidnapping, but I didn't shoot him in the head. So really, where's the crime? There What's... isn't one. And I've changed. I'm a, I'm a right un now. And can you say a right un? Is that the opposite of a wrong un? I don't know. It is now. Um, he loves her. He's a different person. He needs her to trust him and forgive him. And she's like, nope. Off you go. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> so Wednesday, Sarah avoids Damon in the cafe. and he um, Because she's determined to not have anything to do with him anymore. And this is when he gets his text message from Harvey saying he's playing a dangerous game. Um, the clock is ticking. Speaking of which, new series of The Traitors started, everybody. <laughs> Anyone else watch it? Everyone watches Our, it. I think we, we both were in agreement that the first episode didn't live up to the hype quite so much. I've, I, uh, we've got to get on and watch it because people are spoiling things. Has it been on tonight? There's three episodes on iPlayer. <gasps> what? Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. No, we, we just kind of said about the first episode of Traitors, it's kind of very similar to the last one. And the general excitement of, oh, this is a really clever game show, wasn't there yesterday. I'm excited about it, though. Plus, we've seen the American and the Canadian one. All the way through watching it, I was saying to you, the first series, I was saying to you, 
everyone's going to watch this who's going to be in the next series and they're going to try to use the knowledge they've yeah, gained yeah. and that is going to make it a completely different game to the first series yeah just that basic I, fact. I'm looking forward to it but I yeah, I didn't leave yesterday I'm not anyway the people are not as keen on them as... short at all. no not yet I'm sure we'll get to like them so Damon um, is carrying on his, his conversations with Ed which um, we mentioned in the last storyline when I put my notes in the wrong place earlier but he says look you you want a job doing a renovation do somewhere I can't oh, no, remember it's a bit boring I'm going to get a beast drone money soon do you want the job and Dee Dee gets wind of this and talks to her and says, you can't do work for Damon. He's clearly a mega baddie. Don't just say no. So Ed summons Damon to the cafe later and says, oh, I don't want to work for you. I need to stay on the straight and narrow. I just, I'd come out a really dark story. I don't want to go into another one. Thank you very much. I haven't much. finished the story I'm in. I can't do another one. Yeah. And Damon says, look, that's what I want as well. Everything's above board, honestly. Eventually, though, Ed's arm is twisted. Damon's like, maybe I could be in your gambling story and this job will just go smooth and they won't even we'll just maybe mention it good in the point. passing <laughs> and say things like, isn't it good that there's no drama involved in that? So I, I possibly could have included this bit of the story in the uh, in the Ed story, so maybe. it's going to come up later. But uh, it's a very confusing week this week. Um, that, there wasn't much else, but there was a very amusing scene in the Rovers' booths, wasn't there, towards the end of the episode where Sarah and David... Uh, backed onto a booth where Dee Dee and Ed are and they're listening in and you can see it from behind Dee Dee you can see Dave, Sarah's yeah, um, face through the other side and David's there with the glass up to the booth that was brilliant I loved it I don't understand why they didn't see her no, face like they were she... very locked into their conversation mm. about, about it and um, Sarah kind he, he yeah. thinks who's he? I don't know I've written okay. he, but it may be she here. She says, somebody says, that Damon is a good man trying to get out. Maybe he of says. What? I don't know. Well, Sarah's I like, it Basically, could all be fine. the end of the episode is Sarah clearly has not totally given up on Damon and they'll Sarah's soon be. Like, <sighs> Damon's soon going to be walking around in With an open towel. dressing gown. Oh, is he going to be the towel? She's is he going to be the open dressing gown. <laughs> I've she's, watched that. She's like, he's really good in bed and like, maybe if I don't do a crime, he'll be all right. Mm. Um, Sarah so. wants a slap. Adam, why is Adam just letting it drop? It's why, Sarah's such such an idiot. But like earlier in the week, she cared about Adam. I don't get this. The, the, like this, this makes no sense from her character's perspective. Earlier in the week, Adam's like, I'm having a mental health crisis. Um, you know, I've had a nice time with you, but I'm worried because I've, I'm having panic attacks. He doesn't do anything to annoy her or upset her. He does, though. He His thing to upset her is he's accusing someone that she kind no, of likes. On. No, no, no. Let me tell the story chronologically. Adam and Sarah, close. He's vulnerable. Women love that. And in need of her. And she can help him. He gets kidnapped. She's like, no, you didn't. And then Damon says, yes, he did. And she's like, oh. But Damon's cute. <laughs> like, why? how has Sarah gone from kind of wanting to get back with Adam, maybe, or flirting with him, or spending time with him, or caring about him, to knowing for a fact he was kidnapped by somebody, and then just going, oh, I won't say anything. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, no, see I do. What's I her do. motivation? 
is he really good, so good in the sack that he's she's just... prepared to let it all slide? Like, he, she knows Adam's going to... This is the sort of thing that would actually drive you crazy. They did have some particularly good chemistry at points Who last did? year. Sarah and, Sarah and Damon. I know, but it doesn't... What's her motivation? Is that literally it? That, that I think it is. She's so awful. She just she just likes to drop those jaws. I remember, like, remember how cross I got at her on the podcast last year? She's just about to do it again, but this time at least she's it, not cheating. It's missing... The, my point is, it feels like there's it's missing something. Like, Adam should have done something or... Or upset Sarah or been, you know, rude or mean or, or something for her to have gone... Oh, I don't care that he was kidnapped, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm... The part, the reason I'm fairly uninterested in this is, yet again, Corey has not done enough for me to really, really want to root for Sarah and Adam to get back together again. Like, if they do, great, whatever. If they don't, whatever. So everything else around. I think at the moment I'm supposed to be thinking, no, Sarah, don't do it. He's Claudio wrong and go back to Adam. He's a he's a super lawyer and he's a great dad to Harry and he is a good dad to Harry, I think. Um, but I I don't care enough because even if they get back together, all that'll mean is well we won't see them again probably until the next time that they're having a bit of a wobble in their relationship. Mm. Anyway, talking about having a bit of a wobble, um, do you want to oh, move no. on to the Paul story? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even plan that segue. No, no, no. What has Paul been up to on the first week of 2024? I pass to you. On Monday, um, oh my goodness, Billy, I guess it makes sense. He doesn't know how to do roast dinner because yeah, he's always well, no in church. reason why he should. He's probably never cooked a roast lunch in his life. I'm always working on a Sunday, you know me. I'm never away from that church. But now I've decided because it's Monday, I'm going to make roast dinner. And he's given, Paul's given him some tips. Well, Sam has given him some tips. On how to make roast potatoes. How to make roast no, I think potatoes. Paul does it. For, I think they both do. Well, no, Summer definitely does. Yeah, she does. She knows everything. Um, she read it in a book. Yeah, I'm so fed up with people giving tips for roast potatoes. It's not hard. <laughs> Paul, Paul's trying to have a cup of tea, but he drops it on the floor. Oh, yeah, and this is with his other hand, isn't his it? Hand his left is hand now, is now... His second hand is now not... Going a bit... Help, helping. Mm. Billy is, Billy's decided that not only am I going to make a dish that I'm not sure how to do, but I'm going to make pudding and I'm going to make puff pastry from scratch. Nobody makes puff pastry from scratch. Can I have a packet? Nobody. Do people really like apple pie that much? Yes. I don't get. I like a nice apple pie. I know, but don't make it. You don't like apple crumbled either, do you? I'm not really keen on them. Hmm. Don't make it for me, Billy. It's fine. Why doesn't everybody just do what I want and make what <laughs> I want to eat? Right. Anyway. So, so Moses is there and he tries to persuade him to stay, but he won't. And then um, when dinner is finally served, poor Paul, he can't even use his cutlery. So someone has to feed him. And they're all looking at each other. Like nobody's wanting to say that the this obvious isn't... here. This is like... I'd say it's the yeah it is it's not the beginning of the end it's yet another milestone in the horrible decline it's just the worst thing because it I don't feel like I'm not sure but it feels to me like you'll never be able to do that again it's not like you have a good day and a bad day like some some things you do don't you there's Mm. some diseases or illnesses where you have good days and bad days and 
even if you're wheelchair it, it wheelchair user sometimes you um, might not be as reliant on it or you can you know feeling better today so maybe you can you know stand up for a bit longer but for for bit paul it I get the impression that I don't know whether it's a case of well that's ability, gone but yeah. it's like it's not going to be long until it's gone mm. Billy says I might have to give up my work and Paul says no I'll just try to ask Moses for more time and it's crazy because Moses keeps pitching up and saying things like oh, I've only got 15 minutes or something like they've not outright said it but it feels very clear to me that there's obviously a crisis with well don't they they pretty much did say it because that's why Moses was late on yesterday's episode wasn't yeah, it? but he says oh there's lots of work and you know mm. I guess I guess 15, 15 minutes really isn't that long especially it's enough, if, well, you know to take him to the loo and you know yeah wash give him, him a quick wash up but it's, it's not it's, it's not it's, really it's, helpful it's probably really helpful, if... but just not long well, enough. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not at all long what enough. What if Paul was living by himself? What on earth would they? What on earth would happen? Well, so I, I, people have said um, he might have like urine bottles or, or something just to oh, catheters case. and things. Yeah, in case he. Yeah, can't but he get... didn't. Yeah, but he didn't need it until yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Or Wednesday. Um, comes out. Someone's organising a belated Christmas surprise for Paul. What could it be? Tuesday, Todd comes over to the flat, but he just wants to see Moses, but Moses isn't there. And even if he was, he's on the clock, Todd. If you want to see him, it's like 60 quid an hour. I don't like how they're making Todd... Perv over over Moses. No, I don't either. I think he'd just be a bit sly. I think he'd he'd be more charming about it, but he's coming across as like... Well, I don't know whether it's pervy. It's just more like love struck and like, oh, Moses. It feels like... It feels wrong to me because this guy's just doing a job. Leave him alone. Yeah. And they still don't know he's gay. Again, again, if I was... If this was a female carer and Todd was coming on like this, it would be gross. Mm. Yeah, no, I know, totally. Spilly brings up some secret big surprise for Paul. It's Here's a clue, a motorbike helmet. He's going on a motorbike ride. Motorbike ride? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's <laughs> happened to your words? I'm really Do you tired. need to record your voice? Uh, I know no. we've done that. Do we need to upload it? Motorbike to a... ride. With her university... There's a long story about this, but she's got a she guy with saying... a sidecar. Yeah. And he's like, great, but he doesn't really want to do it. And then the guy turns up, and he doesn't even have a sidecar. And they're all worried about this. And then the guy says, oh, I can go and get a harness. So they go off to get the harness. Then they all go outside and make a massive spectacle of trying to haul him onto this bike. And everyone's trying to help him. People get roped in. And there's this very interesting direction where you see Paul's perspective but it's from like a handheld mobile phone yeah that was weird i didn't mind i thought that was quite good but it was it's just it's like a couple of snaps seconds wasn't it it's like it's like, like they were trying to film bigfoot I, I i don't get what it added to the scene maybe it's no, to help it us to try and empathize was... with him a little bit more and it's all yes, a bit wobbly and, but they maybe could have gone no, I like. Got a bit more with it but oh god that was that uh, yet again i'll say i just keep repeating myself but uh, didn't you feel awful for Paul yeah, of as that was happening? He's embarrassed. He's, he's like, super embarrassed. staring at him. They can't get him 
onto the bike. He's probably uh, terrified as well. Yeah, and they, they weren't staring at him. I don't think there was anybody there that was just having a gawp, was there? No, no. Everyone the, genuinely wanted to help him. Yeah, but that but, doesn't help. He doesn't want to be pitied and helped. And no. He wants to be able to do stuff. He doesn't want to be put into situations where he has to rely on people. And now mm. here he is, like, what, five, six people trying to help him on the back of a motorbike? But mm. he's like, let me down, let me down. And he gets really mad and he fumes off. Um, and he, can't, he's, he says something he's later like, about, I can't even storm off without your no. help because I need to go up the stairs. It's horrible. Um, he's really down and Summer's keeps saying I'm sorry and he's you know this makes it worse because she's got to be comforted and Mm. (sighs) doesn't help anyone she was just trying to do something nice for him so he's probably feeling like I shouldn't be feeling ungrateful I shouldn't be acting ungrateful about this this is my kind of daughter-ish because he can't he can't sort of be authentic and genuine in his feelings without hurting Summer's feelings, mm. but he should be able to express his upset yeah. without having to worry about other people. Mm. Later on, Billy's like, I've had a brilliant idea. We should go to Tenerife. And Paul's like, no, Tenerife. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Tenerife. What, how are we going to pay for it? And Billy says, well, I found a really great deal. And they're like, come on, let's go, Paul. And he's like, all right, I think about it. He was, he was really, really having to nag and nag and nag wasn't he Billy it's I I, I kind of feel bad for some of the hate that Billy's getting online because lots of people throughout this week were saying he just can't he read the room can't he stop having a go at Paul and and trying to get him to do things that he doesn't want to do but I think I think you would like even when 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 Billy later on decides that he's going to um, take in his an indefinite amount of time off work so he can be with Paul 24 hours a day (laughs) You would, you'd want to do that yes, for your, your new spouse. He's not in Paul's, Paul's body, so he doesn't truly understand, and he just wants to make things better. And he, he, what he's desperately looking for some magic wand. That he, he, yeah, he, he believes the purpose of his job is to help people, is to serve. Yeah. Um, it's very tough. I don't feel. I don't feel like Billy's doing anything wrong. I really, really don't. But I, I know lots of people. I can do. see I, why people I, think that he does, and he's. Um, a bit caught up in his own... He is a little bit. With the holiday... But equally, it... he's just as much of a human being as Paul is. He's suffering too, and he's repressing it more than Paul is. Because mm. it's not... You can't... Who's who's he supposed to talk to? Oh, Paul, <coughs> I'm having such a hard time with your terminal illness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Paul's Paul's holding it together, but he he's a bit more free to cry and feel upset about it. But he, uh, Billy's got nobody to. Mm. I mean, he says it to Summer at one point, doesn't he, this week? But he's protecting her too. Yeah, yeah. So on Wednesday, they found a disability friendly hotel, and so Paul's like, "Oh, I guess I." Got I to think go. I think by the time he says yes to it, then he genuinely thinks it's an alright idea, which just makes it all the worse later in the week when it turns out that they can't well, actually do it. Um, a package comes to him and it's the voice um, book that the phrase is... No, it's not the book, it's the, just the phrase bank. Yes, yeah, it's, the, it's, the, yeah. it's the tablet. It's the, yeah. it's, the, it's the sound bank with all the Summer's Robot uh, sound clips loaded into it. I thought that was really nice. I'd kind of forgotten about that. Um, but they had some lovely scenes. That w- for Wednesday's episode was... Some more really tragic, heartbreaking stuff, but also some really kind of fun 
Well, they're having a good laughs. time with all the, the yeah, just pressing phrases, all the buttons like mint and. I don't think I've ever seen heard Paul say mint in my life. I don't life. think anyone really says mint on Corrie. <laughs> no, they don't really. Do that. And someone's like saying, do you, want, "Do you want a cup of tea, Paul? What flavour do you want?" And mint. I, 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 I very much appreciated that scene. I thought it was lovely. Press button. Clever things that you can Oasis do. Oasis is better than Blur. Yeah, yeah that's right. I prefer the old summer. <laughs> so how did that get in there? What? Um, yeah, they're having a having a laugh with it. Then Billy's trying to find travel insurance. He's like, this is ridiculous. This is, like, it's eye-wateringly expensive. I didn't realise this would be like this. And yeah, this Paul brought this up the I previous episode. And Billy's like, no, it'll be fine. The same problem. And I'm not terminal, terminally ill, but... If you've got anything wrong with you, you might as well just forgive up. Oh, yeah. Up, I mean, ever. my mum my had that, couldn't, didn't she? she when she was yep. ill and she, she couldn't get away anywhere. It's horrible. It's all these people who, like, you know, or what would be my bucket list? Or what could I, you know, I'd love to do this, that, the other thing before I die. You better make sure that you do because you won't be able to afford to... Did- did my mum make it to the Grand Canyon? Did no. she? She didn't, did she? She no. really wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. And... That always made me sad that she never got to go. Yeah. it's. I get it from a travel insurance point of view. It is very risky. No, but, but... I really think... There's, there's, it feels like there should be... If I was to set up a charity, this is the most this is the most vacuously middle-class thing I've ever thought of, it would be a travel, <laughs> travel insurance for, for people that are terminal and they want to go somewhere. Yeah. I mean... I've never, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I, we don't go on holidays or anything. But I'd like to think that if I was going to die, I'd get to go somewhere. I'd want to, want to travel to. Well, maybe we'll put that on our own holiday bucket list and go there for mum. I don't really want to go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you think you might fall in or something? Oh, it's a hole. It'd be pretty. I think you'd find it a bit hot there. I'll go. I'll go in the winter, but even then. <laughs> okay. I just don't, it doesn't we'll put it on me. the maybe list. <laughs> Sorry, man. I always thought that you guys would go and scatter ashes in the Grand Canyon, but then I thought that's probably a bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> Why? Well, you never got to go there, you go. Now you can. Yeah, not so easy to go and visit her either, is it? It feels a bit insulting to be like, you never got to go in life, so we'll throw you in now. Because <laughs> yeah. if I, I was her, I'd be like, well, that's not I don't want to stay here eternally. I just wanted a quick look I don't like it, edge. actually. Take me home. <laughs> Bit dry out here, actually. <laughs> right. So anyway, enough of my my mum's un, un unfulfilled dreams. dreams of going to the Grand Canyon. This is why I say never have dreams or ambitions because you'll just die. Mm. Right. Paul says never mind. I didn't want to go anyway. It's a nice idea though. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Billy. Um, Billy's not giving up, but he he doesn't really come up with anything <coughs> except sangria. Well, Daisy and Gemma. Um, oh, yeah. I'm really upset about Paul's insurance news, so they get they get sangria, and David and Paul get smashed. This was great. Coronation Street has just remembered David and Paul are supposed to be friends. No, they've been, they had they've, very bri- not not yesterday's more than episode. Never expected them, but too. there was a there was a scene in the bistro with them over Christmas, wasn't there? They have seriously seriously dropped the ball on this story, no, and it's not no, even they no, no. From this, there's an awful lot that I love about this story. Clearly, but if I could say one thing that I wish could have happened, have been added to this story, is that David had been a companion to and a confidant and all that to no, to, I think to, to, to like... put Paul all the way through because they were soulmates. The reason that Paul came into the show was because of David, and it, it it's not just this story. It kind of felt like since Paul has been a recurring, um, a, a major character on the show, 
he's had nothing to do with David. But these scenes that we have I been, mean, particularly yesterday's ones, have been so, so good. They they had great little uh, friendship together. Corey just, uh, they no, just don't care about friendship. They, they did enough to make me, to make me happy that well, that's it's enough. been, you know, Mentioned. the hat has been tipped to their friendship. But it did leave me wishing that there could have been more. But it they was could, no, 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 no so time good. for that. We've got Damon, we've got, <laughs> got Bobby. we've got Bobby. Yeah, there's no time for it. No right. ca- time with characters being friends. It was a lot They're of having fun. Having a fun time. Steve comes in, Maria comes in. Um, they go to the flats, have more, more of a joke. And then... There's a bit where um, D- D- David is being really supportive. Like Paul says he needs to go f- to the loo and David immediately says, look, I'll take you, which I thought was great. That oh, yeah, just, I know. Like, I wouldn't know what to... I wouldn't... I, mm. I wouldn't even know what to do. David's kind of saying, oh, I, I, I've done my duty now. I've done my civic duty to the poor disabled people of Weatherfield and... Paul's uh, and Paul's like, oh yeah, well, this is what you have to, have to do when you got a terminal mate, and then they kind of gets a little bit more. But it was pitched just, just right that scene. I thought it was great. Yeah, David's like, well, yeah, I got got me out of doing housework with Shona. I loved it. It was really, really nice mate stuff. Paul wants a wee, um, but so, you know, David offers. He says, no, Moses will come in a minute, and then Moses doesn't turn up, and he's trying to phone him. He's sitting there. He keeps looking at the toilet, and he. He just getting more and more desperate and eventually he pulls the wheelchair over and he tries to get in. He ends up on the floor. He tries to drag himself to the bathroom and he doesn't make it. He ends up wetting himself just as Billy arrives. And yeah, there's a scene where we see the shoes and then it pans up to being Billy because a lot of us are supposed to think, oh, who's this? Is it? Could it be Moses? Oh, no, it's Billy. And it was just excruciatingly embarrassing for, for poor Paul. Who's this? A returning character? <laughs> yeah, it could have been, actually. Usually when they show the feet and then go upwards, it's a sexy lady getting out of a taxi, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it is Liz McDonald. Yeah, no, Liz McDonald's Be- turned up. It's, it's like, it's Becky Granger. No, it's just Billy. Just Billy. Um, and he's like, leave me alone, find Moses. And yeah. Billy's desperate, help, I can help, it's fine, it's fine. And Paul's like, no, I've had an accident, get get out, get he, out. Like, he was red, he was fuming, he was... Humiliated. So, so humiliated. I, I Billy won't know. let this go, he lets, uh, Paul has to let him drag him to the, the bathroom. He looked, just looks defeated and awful. Yeah, awful. Well, he, he's he's kicking it. Well, he's like, don't, no, 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 don't take me. I can do it myself. And then you're right. When Billy was taking him there, the, it just looked like all, everything had been drained out of Paul's face. It's like, is this what life has come to now? Being this, dragged backwards to the toilet by my, by my husband. Which, by the way, we said, we talked about last week on the podcast. It, hang on a minute, isn't the bathroom the other side of the no. flat? No, it definitely turns out that it is in that bit of the flat. Well, I think learn. who who needs a um, realistic layout? <laughs> not me. Moses gets there. He's so sorry that he's late, but there's so many appointments, not enough staff. And Paul's like, "Yeah, those <coughs> bastard Tories." <laughs> Thank you for waiting for me to cough before you got that profanity out. Yeah. Moses stays a bit longer than he needs to and heads off and Paul's... Paul's forgiven him. He's, he's just had a lovely time and Paul's nice and he's like, yeah, well, you know, these Paul things... Paul hasn't had a lovely time. No, he's... he's he's He starts... Paul's, he... Paul, one thing I'll say about Paul is, and that I don't know that this would be me, he's not bitter at the moment. No. I would just be... You might as well just smother me with a Moses, pillow. Moses I would spend my whole up. time... I'd be like 
a cantankerous old woman from a Jane Austen novel or something. I just spend my whole time just bitching. Well, that's made me even less want you to end up having a horrible t- terminal illness. Yeah, it's not worth it. I wasn't it. keen on the idea before, but it's now really I know what you turn into. Like now, I don't know how where he's got I this will. attitude from, but. Bi- Billy's still pretty mad with Moses, isn't, isn't he? But Paul's like, oh, it's, it's not his fault. It's He's... not his fault. Yeah. So, Billy goes off and comes back and goes, Guess what? I'm... I've been given indefinite leave. What do you do, though? I've been thinking about this. We always complain yeah. that everybody gets a job in right. the street on Coronation Street and say, why does nobody get a job off the street? And then the minute you have a character who doesn't work within a 30-second yeah. walk of their front door, they're it's like, like oh, oh, they what do they do? Don't they're do barely, anything. they don't do any work. Like, Billy does actually go off for the day he and he's not... Does he? Yeah, I think all so. All right, okay. He, all right, all right, all right. But I think the problem is also that, that we don't know as... as uh, members of the public what does a vicar or an archdeacon or anybody what do they do really have less idea than almost any other job I can imagine what they do I can kind do. of imagine what a vicar does but I'm not too sure I, about no I don't I don't know do um, they just sit around waiting for some kind of spiritual crisis to occur <laughs> right so um, anyway, the other thing, so the thing I'm going to say much. also is that I realised I said to you the other day that Coronation Street is is a communist paradise isn't it I'm always moaning about yes, how definitely. everybody on the street has, like, secret bags of money everywhere. But really, this is like, this is communism in action. Everybody does whatever whatever job, but everybody is so equal. They all live in similar houses. They all eat the same food. They all do the same things. They all go to they the bistro all, for a treat and speed dial They can for afford a treat. to do whatever they want. Else. They don't, nobody's lording it over anybody else. Whenever they're in trouble, you know, money appears and solves everything. This is what communism should be like. And also, communism should be somebody just getting indefinitely from their job and not worrying about money. Yeah. Because who? where is the money coming from? Paul's got his... Got his allowance. Allowance or whatever it is. And I guess Billy will have some kind of carer's allowance and some kind of um, universal credit or something from not having a job. Hmm. Unless the unless the, the the church is giving him his wages, which that'd be the kind of compassionate nice. Christian and thing to do. That's what Jesus would do. Yeah, but but like this would have been, I guess it would have gone down another another avenue, which I would prefer it didn't to take the focus of a pool. But if this was anybody else, you would be up at night. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to mm. buy food? Nobody can just drop their job to look after their relative without making big sacrifices. Mm. But Billy can, apparently. So oh, that's, that's nice. That's Corriemanism. Corriemanism. That's, that's what I'm calling it. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul's not happy about this, actually. No. He doesn't like the idea of Billy hanging around him 24 hours a day. I think it's more that he's scared of being taken having intimate care done by Billy. Yeah, because he... Even, like, going back to the bathroom scene, Paul was getting worried that Billy wasn't finding him sexy anymore, and even though... You can totally understand his perspective. I wouldn't like you to have to do that. I'm assuming at some point, one of us will have to do something like that for the other one. Maybe. I don't like the idea of it. I'm hoping robots will be invented by then. Yeah, get 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 Alexa to do it. Yeah. Um, But... 
he's he's just mad. He's like, why didn't you ask me first? Why did you make such a big decision? You should have asked me. He does also like his independence. I mean, he, you can you can be madly in love with your with your partner, but still want to have a little bit of a a break from them, can't you? Well, it's, it's also uh, yeah. He's got many. He doesn't. He's not very clear on what it is that he's particularly concerned about with this, but. Uh, you can imagine any number of justifiable reasons, can't you? I think maybe he'd like he'd like the idea that to maybe spend some more time with David, or you know, he. I think he thinks he that he's going to get smothered, Billy. Yeah, by Billy. Gemma and Summer come home later, and f- remember they both live there. Yeah, we were just saying the other day, weren't we, that Gemma's supposedly been living in their flat for the past two months or so. Yet we never see her there, and that's also communism. It's, I, to sleep it's almost sofa. like the. <laughs> it's almost like the Cory writer said, Oh, where should we put Gemma when she's being kicked? Let's put her in bit on oh, let's put her in Billy's flat. And, oh no, they've got a story that it's too late now, she's there. Let's just never show her being there or have anything to do with her own twin brother's M N D storyline. Yeah. It's true, she's not really needed in it, is she? I'm no, not... it's the same as David though. That's my point. Uh, I, I I think that Gemma Everyone's and Paul have got a really nice relationship, but I don't think I, I'm yep. not crying out for more Gemma, but I am yep. David now of experience. So they sense the tension in the air. And so the, you know, Paul just is fed up and he goes and Billy and Summer are left alone. And he says, look, Paul had an accident. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell him I told you. He's really embarrassed. And this is when Billy starts to cry to her. And um, he says it's going to go from worse, from bad to worse, to absolutely unthinkable. And this is, you know, he he doesn't get a lot of chance to to I talk about that, his emotions. I wouldn't want him to have repressed it or anything, but it it was probably pretty tough on Summer to see her dad getting yes. so upset as that and feeling that she would have to shoulder. This feels like a rite of passion as an ad a rite of passion, <laughs> rite of passage, crime for- of passage. <laughs> That's what goes on in Villa's Alley. Oh my god! <laughs> right, this is when you become an adult, isn't it? Yeah. I think there are loads of watershed moments in anyone's life where you can say this is when you became an adult, like first period, first time you have sex, when you fall in love, when you go to university, when you move out. I think the first time you realise your your parents are struggling or have mm-hmm. a life or you know, are are three-dimensional people with problems, that's when you become an adult or that's when your childhood ends. Because I can think of a few times in my life when that horrible realisation hit me that mum and dad aren't just magic Mm. wand wavers that can do anything all the time. And, you know, this is a bit of a, um, a reckoning for summer too. I mean, yeah. We haven't heard anything from we, no, we her haven't seen about anything this. since. She's been she's been Very again quiet. Yeah, not a huge player in this story. I mean, we we said earlier in the podcast that she had a huge number of episodes last year, last year, but barely anything this year. I've not been desperate for her this year, but yeah, maybe we'll start to see more of her now. Yeah, sorry, twenty twenty two and then twenty three. Yeah. Very quiet. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Todd's over with Paul later, he's hearing about everything that's happened, and this, and it's just them two. Yeah. And he, this is, Paul's like, you know, this is what I said to you about the assisted dying thing. And Paul, Todd's like, no, we're not talking about that. And Paul says, Billy's made his choice, I'm making mine. And he says, 
I've got to get my ducks in a row before the time comes and it won't be long now. So he's he's realising that this this future that Billy's planning for them for the next few months is not something that he wants to deal with. So this, this assisted dying thing that he was looking into last summer may be looking like a not bad idea well, for him now. it's becoming more and more apparent to him that he's not getting the choices. He's not being allowed to make choices. Mm. And there will be a time when he can't say, you know, this is very dark. Mm. I don't think they programmed that button on his <laughs> iPad. Do you? No. <laughs> Now's the time. No. <laughs> um, I don't know what to think about this so much. Like I know that I've been saying ever since. Well, when I he said it, that, yeah. When when um, when Paul said assisted dying, you pointed at me like, yeah. I've been saying triumphant. This. Jim's going to come back and he's going to do what I tell you it's going to happen. He killed off Shelley. I'm just waiting for it now. Um, but th- I, I, lots of people have got very firm views on whether this assisted dying is good or not. And it seems like, you know, the right thing to say is I think it's fine and I think it's great. Well, not great, you know, I think that it <laughs> should be an option. I am supportive of, of this if it, if the time is needed. If it, I, I've not, had, fortunately, ever had to be in an experience where I've, ne- I've never known anybody who that was an option for. Yeah. I've never known anyone considering it or, 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 or said, no, that's not going to be the route I'm going down. So I, it's not anything that I've wanted to... I, I think if you've known somebody who's been in a situation as Paul, you're possibly more likely to understand that it's not just, you can't kill someone. As far as I know, it was not not, not anything that it was talked about with with my mum when she was in the hospice. So I don't think that's what she would have wanted anyway, is it? Um, But We would have known what she wanted. She would have told us. Yeah, that is very true. Um, So I I don't want to say too much about it, really. I know, but I think there's, there's a massive... Um, argument in favour of assisted dying and I was always on that team very much so but you know to take the example of your mum imagine if it was a sort of widespread legal thing and then everyone was saying you know oh okay well when do you want you know when do you want us to Mm. end it for you because we can do it now or and then acting I can imagine people acting like well you know, it's a bit selfish, isn't it? Because you're taking wonder, up resources, you know. I wonder you're gonna how, definitely how much die. that is a thing in countries where it is legal. I like, think it's awful and I totally support people that want it for themselves. Um, but I, the, I, I just, I'm so aware of all the terrible things that would come from it. No, that, that makes sense. I... I don't want to stop anyone. For, I think decriminalising it is is. But how do you prove? This is the thing. How do you prove it is definitely what that person wanted? Because there are so many vulnerable people who get taken advantage of. Who I can imagine being railroaded into ending their lives sooner mm. than they would have. And it's not down to anybody else to decide when your life should end. Yeah. And yeah. I totally agree that you should be able to decide it for yourself. But I'm just so upset to think and I'm also so upset for the people that that have to suffer and, and are forced to live in just just the most 
unbearable situations with no power to do anything about it. Yeah. I'm thinking about Paul and he's he's left it's this episode easy. thinking, this is what I want to happen. But then yeah. part of me is also thinking, you've just had a really, really horrible afternoon um, and, and it's no wonder you're feeling bad about it. And, and now Billy's saying that he's going to be you know, looking after you all the time and you don't want that, you want your independence. But... You had a really good morning as well, and yeah, and and, you, and it might be you wake up tomorrow morning and think, God, oh, no way do I want that. But if you had gone through with it, then could you have changed? Yeah, your mind? I just it's... I don't don't think it's as easy as a lot of people want it to be. I don't know, but I, I away away from the real world and back into to Corrie again. I still as much I still as maintain I think that... what I said about it, I prefer this not to have gone down this route. It, just because he's mentioning it now, it doesn't mean that that is the route it's going to go. And I mean, it kind of writes itself where Paul wants to go down this route. Billy says, oh, hang on a minute. Um, that doesn't really go along with my personal belief system. I'm not going to let you kill yourself. I can totally see Billy saying that and them having a dramatic soap argument about it. Um, it also makes sense from a soap and performance point of view that there's only... There's not ri- I'm, I'm thinking, how are they going to show Paul wasting away? But if he's only been given six months to live and that's, you know, down to four maybe now, how... And also... They, I just they wanna... probably could keep on the story going until he... And, until Nature Kate takes its course. I thought they did such a good job with Hayley's story. I don't know why they're revisiting this now. It was ten years ago, though. It feels like it was only yesterday. But you're right, they did a superb job with that, they apart from the reintroduction of her stupid almost son. Almost everything that needed to be said, I felt they... You know, and we... And I can't see it getting any differently with Billy than it did with Roy. Mm. The fury and the... The unhealthy amount of anger that he had for her to take her life before he felt that she should have done, and yeah. all the time that was taken from him too. Yeah, Billy. Billy's reaction would be similar to Roy's, as I'd like assume. how you you can't do this. This isn't right. And then oh, no, okay, left. I'll let you do how it. How would in you the feel? End. How would you feel if you were if you were him and you knew that there could have been a week, a, a month, mm. and and you never got that time you'd be you're you're furious anyway because it's not fair and then you get even less time it also just doesn't feel like it suits the tone of the story which has been finding the light in the darkness the only way i can see that this is would be different is if they went to a clinic because you can you know there would be people there saying you're doing the right thing this is the problem with Haley's. it was kind of a bit it was secret and dark and it was, you had your horrible Rhyming. concoction and although, there were, although, you know, he was on the bed hugging her and they were playing the lovely music in the background. It just felt really, really, um, deeply, viscerally yeah. de- wrong, didn't it? It did. Um, and Anna and Carla banging on the door. You're right. And they, they could, so they could make it a little different. I mean, I've, but... I've seen one of those, the documentary about that Dignitas Clinic. And I've 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 seen somebody die in that sh- in that um, documentary there, and <clears throat> it was definitely a different vibe to what happened with Haley because nobody was there was no suggestion that anything was wrong. Nobody's banging on the door going, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" You know, there's no sobbing on the bed or like dark lighting or anything. It was everybody is around you and supporting you, and that's but that's not what. Unless he can convince 
Billy, that's not where this is going either. I think he would be able to convince Billy, though. But I still would rather the issue is brought up. They have a bit of drama if they have to go down that route. But in the end, I'd rather... I'd rather he didn't, I think. And it's not just me being selfish saying I want the story to go on longer. I think it would be... Yeah. I think it would be better that he, he dies naturally. He he says some lovely, beautiful things and, you know, he has I a like, see yeah. the light moment. I, I well, don't know. I don't, know, what, I don't I, know. But the thing is, I don't know if that's, that's what MND, how MND takes you. No, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, it doesn't, it takes away all of your faculties, doesn't it? Like um, with, with your mum, she just fell asleep. Yeah. She didn't, never woke up. Yeah. There was no big moment, was there? No, 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 not at all. If maybe that'd be a bit too similar to Sinead. I suppose there's only so many oh, God, ways I that hate you can talking die. About this. This is me cry. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Let's move on to a different story then, should we? I loved this story on Wednesday's episode, but it's making Gemma sad. It so really makes me sad. Let's move on. Scratch it and crank. Any funnier yet, Gemma? It's a funny. Does it make you reference. make you less sad? <laughs> I make my my hilarious puns. Yeah, yeah. Great. Great. Thanks. Great. So this is the Cassie storyline, and um, she's she's getting all close to Kevin, isn't she? She's um. What's she up to? She. <laughs> I I put out a tweet, and people responded in exactly the way that I wanted them to. I oh. said, "Is he? Is she interested in oh, his yeah. rants or his pants?" And a good five people had pants in their yep. answer. <laughs> she just know. wants to wash his pants, of yes, course. Cassie, exactly. Cassie, wash my pants. Does it roll off the tongue just as well? Cassie, make me tea. No, Abby's better, isn't Abbe. it? I bet, yeah. Cassie, I bet. I don't know. Maybe they could both do it and just they'd be his handmaidens. That's probably love that. Um, Anyway, he doesn't realise yet necessarily that Cassie's being a bit of a bit of a minx, isn't she? And, you know, I don't know whether I enjoyed Cassie quite as much this week as I haven't in the past. She's have to take her award off her. I think we might need to march down Kersuni's house and get that award right off her. But (laughs) anyway, um, it turns out that they can't fix the scratch on this Porsche until next week he's, he's found out. But the owner of it turns up and um, he's been accidentally called in by Cassie. So Cassie's been mega sneaky here, isn't she? She's doing everything possible to try and get Abby in trouble for this scratch that she was in no way responsible for. And, Ab- and Cassie's like, I'm really sorry. I thought I thought it was, it was in a pile of paper. I thought I'd just do a, try and give him a ring. And uh, the guy comes over and obviously he sees the scratch straight away because it's massive. Nobody made any attempt to hide it. That's what annoyed me. Like... Normally, they would like stand next to it and kind of look. <laughs> look they they look usually innocent. look really, really shifty, but this time they didn't. They just let they just found went, it. Oh, I hope he doesn't see that scratch. <laughs> oh, no, there he is. Um, and Cassie says, Oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be in the body shop this afternoon. And the man's like, Better come back perfect. So, again, Cassie's. Um, Upping the stakes a little bit and making it a lot, a lot harder for Kevin because she doesn't... It, it, it can't be in the body shop this afternoon, but now they've said it is, they're going to have to come up with alternate solutions. So the man's like, you better do. That's my Porsche. That's exactly what he said, yes. Yeah, that's like, I didn't... That's a really expensive car. That is car cost, like, loads of money, more than you would imagine it would cost because it's... Like, you should write the dialogue super for this show. expensive car. Like, I had to go and buy this. 
from a shop. Anyway. And the guy there was like trying to anyway. upsell me and stuff. And he said, do you want this anti-scratch thing? I was like, I don't need that. And now, now I'm regretting Oh, I wishing I had. Yes, and really, if anything, it's the man's fault. You should have taken up anti... Just doesn't even know what it was that caused the scratch, do we? Could have been anything. Uh, anyway, it was... Um, they, there was basically a load of bickering between Abby and Kevin throughout the week. Better make sure because, my Porsche's ready because I'm disappointed in this service. <laughs> because he thinks that she's responsible for it. She's trying to apologise. But he's like, oh yeah, well, Abby, you should have been more careful. He's not being particularly supportive. No. Especially considering there's not actually any evidence that it was definitely her. Yes, well, her trolley was, was near her. it. That's what, that's the problem. She assumed it was her, it was her, she did it. Yeah. Like she said, oh, I hold my hand, it must be me. There's just, no reason for anybody to say, oh, uh, it, well, it can't have been you. I mean, what's the solution here? That it's a ghost? The, the thing, there aren't very many other alternatives, really, are there? No one else has got access to there. It's one of those people. Ty, it's Tyrone, isn't it? I'll tell you. Isn't he still in Norfolk? Norwich. Um, no, he which can't be. Which? Because the girls would have come back to school this week. But No, well, no, maybe not know. in Manchester. Good point. I don't know when they broke up. Um, okay, so they're, they're not they're not in, the, in each other's best books, Abby and Kevin aren't. And Kevin's obviously really trying to find somebody quick to solve this scratch problem out. And Abby's, Cassie's just kind of watching she's from behind it. So enjoying the chaos that she's caused. So, oh, if only that scratch hadn't happened in the first place. Oh. So Kevin finally finds someone to sort it out. Kathy, Cassie says, I'll take it. And Abby's like, no, I'm going to go and take it. I'll sort it. This is my mess. I'm going to get it sorted. So while she's gone, Cassie like turns on the charms majorly with Kevin, getting all flirty with him. Um, and then, but then uh, one-legged Jack comes over and inadvertently foils the plan. Jack, this is... he. I don't remember whether he got a line on this Christmas Day appearance. I can't remember now, but... I mean, does he count as another attorney of the week? <laughs> because he'd basically been absent from our screens for nearly 12 months. He'd been gone a lot longer than Damon had, for one thing. I'll tell you He's what. He's been playing his games. He's, I don't know, he's been playing football. He's a very good footballer and he's been just getting a bit messy. He's better than Lily. All Lily does is talk about how good she is at football. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen her play football. Well, I know, I know. Have you seen Jack playing football? Isn't that how he lost his leg? Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Football. I don't think he's better now. <laughs> football is again. <laughs> yeah, who would win if it was like a one-on-one footballing game between Jack and Lily? Depends on whether he's allowed to take his leg off and throw it at her. <laughs> okay, so... Um, much, much later, Abby finally gets back from uh, Warrington, where the scratch was getting sorted, gets chatting with Roy, mentions the scratch. Obviously, this gets him thinking, because he knows about the scratch. He was he saw it... Um, did he, well, oh, did he, no, did he see it before? He just knows that yeah, they went knows, out in the yeah, car yeah, together. Right. At that point, exactly. So Roy asked Cassie on Wednesday, look, do you know anything about the scratch? We, we, we took that car. Is it... A, you know, was it there when we got back? Um, and she admits that it was her. What, Very handy what for plot. And Honestly, what an idiot. What, what I, can't re- I can't remember what the what it was that, that he would, said. Would say, would say anything or what? Like if you're trying to frame somebody for scratching a car and you know that you did it, don't go telling everybody that you did it. I think Roy's just like really insistent and difficult to, difficult to lie to. I maybe. suppose... I suppose he uses powers of his deduction. He, he squints at you until you tell him. Yeah. Also, I don't know whether like Cassie's thinking, "You're not going to tell on me because you 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 yeah, got the hots you... for my mum." Well, also, like, why was it your business? Keep your mouth shut. 
Anyway, she says he says, "Look, you got you got to you got to fess up. You got to say that it, it was you that did it." So he, 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 I guess he does kind of guilt trip her into it because she does, to be fair to her, go to the garage supposedly with the intention of confessing. But oh, good old Kev, it, it was it was in all it was almost a. I've got something to tell you. No, no, no. I've got something to tell you first. You're great. But no, Kevin kind of jumps in and says, "Tell you what, before you say anything, Cassie, uh-huh. how'd you like a permanent job?" Does she not tell them that she scratched it? No. No, she no, doesn't she say does. anything. No, not there she doesn't. Oh, okay. Later on she does, but at this point she's uh, say, she doesn't because he says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have a job. Abby is not thrilled about this news. She doesn't want to be working with Cassie full time. Um, Cassie's totally made up with this and gives him a big old hug. Don't why know why they need you Cassie. Why didn't you talk to and... me about it first before you gave up your job in the church, Kevin? Yeah. What? I'm just relating this to what Paul and Billy had an argument about. Good point. I don't know whether they need... big decisions without talking to their partners. <laughs> I don't know whether they need four employees at the garage. Well, They've no, managed they for need... many years with just two. They're like, Cassie, since Abby's got clean, we need someone to lurk around <laughs> in the dark. Can you? Are you able to do that for us? <laughs> since we, we need somebody to maintain the garage's grubby image, and since Abby's spruced up herself nicely, we yeah. need we need can your you mucky face look, to, you look, looking. Can, on... can you look decrepit and upset, please? Yeah, yeah, perfect. And then maybe people like... won't get mad at us for scratching their cars. They'll think they're just lucky that we haven't taken the wheels off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, the Porsche owner comes back to get the car later, refuses to pay harsh. Kevin says, well, if you do that, I'm just going to blacklist you amongst all, every, all the garages around here. You'll never get your car serviced here again. Um, I doubt it. I, yeah, I doubt it as well. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, why did that owner go to Webster's? I, mean, he's, I know. I can't remember. He said, like, I, I don't know why I took it to this backstreet place anyway. Kevin got a bit upset about that, but it's just a backstreet carriage, isn't Kevin, it? Kevin, if you, you don't want to get a reputation for being a weird backstreet grubby rip-off garage don't have car seats outside where you sit <laughs> yeah. like you work in a dump <laughs> it really is isn't it and uh they had their christmas snowman tire of uh the white tires in there yeah it's fine he... but it's not the place to take my porsche no and then you've got your other property that does it still belong to you just out there's uh, a, the other there's side, a man which has got a... selling sofas behind yeah. you <laughs> and it's just because it's possibly the most famous backstreet garage in the country it doesn't mean that it's not one. So anyway, um, yeah. the, the, the guy goes, he still hasn't paid. He's like, I'm, not, I'm and, not happy with this because Abby, my Porsche is actually really important yes. to me. And the scratch is actually, you know, I know that you fixed it, but I'm going to know it's there. Okay, okay. I'm going to know it's there the whole time. Should have gone to... I don't um, know whether I'm going to Should have gone to... Was, I'm trying to... Was that, was it? No, you won't even know the answer to this. You know, the, that, <laughs> I'm just guessing, Davenport's, were they... That was the one that Sally had that affair with, and they yeah. had a daughter called Gemma. Were they a garage or were they a car dealership? Doesn't matter. Anyway, so Abby, Abby consents that Kevin is fairly annoyed at her later, and again, she tries to apologise, but he just snaps at her. He wants to get on with his work in silence. They have a bit more of a bicker. Cassie is kind of loving this. Um, later on, Abby's in the, in the cafe nursing a mug of tea. Roy comes over to her and says... Look, what's up? It's about the scratch, she says. I just don't remember doing it, and I'm taking all the blame here for something that I'm only assuming that it must have been me that did. And Roy looks like he's going to tell her. We don't see the moment itself, but the next time we see Abby, she's marching over to the garage saying, it was it was a Cassie, she did it. So I, I'm glad that Roy said Sorry. what he did. Well, Roy he, follows her. Hmm? 
Roy follows her. Yeah, yeah. He, I thought you were talking like he follows her on Instagram and he do. Roy and <laughs> he's her a big, are really He's close. a big fan of Abby, so yeah. obviously he was going to tell like, her. Should have just DM'd it to her. He's like, I do like Abby. She's a very down-to-earth girl, but I follow her for her glam pictures because she can really... The makeup she does is very skillful. <laughs> um, anyway, she Cassie comes out and says, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to blame Abby. I was going to confess earlier, but you offered me the job. No, she's fired on the spot. She, she does look proper sorry for herself, though, because I... Again, it, maybe it's a bit of a touch of the daisies coming out as well, but I, I, I'd really like to see the best in Cassie. And I think she has really realised she that up. she's messed up here. Um, she, she, it's like with the, with the family. She wants to get to know her family better, but sometimes just can't help having a bit of drugs. Making bad decisions, really bad decisions. That's what she does. Is This was the scene where she says, what's that they say in The Apprentice? And... Abby oh, and yeah. Kevin say, you're fired. And she <laughs> yeah. says, no. Before that, thanks says, for the opportunity. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so Kevin obviously has fallen over himself to apologise to Abby later and he's like, I shouldn't have doubted you. But, We're but well she with said that she did it. <sighs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I must have been me. And he's like, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't do it. That's why you need your CCTV, Kevin. Mm. All many many problems could be solved with CCTV. There's lots of things like in in dramas and, and soaps and everything these days where you have got to explain well how wh- why don't they have their mobile phone with them or working? Oh, yeah, yeah. So many problems in stories of the past now couldn't happen because people would have a mobile phone. And CCTV is something that again realistically would be all over some of these places. But I suppose you can get away with it not being. It's not as prevalent. And it's kind of hidden away, think, so you don't notice when it's not there. I think you would. I think Gavin would be the sort of person who wouldn't have CCTV anyway. He is a bit of like, a. Oh, I don't want someone spying on me, even if it's myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or maybe he just prefers the old-fashioned method of employing somebody to sit there and jaw everything that's going on. What, like a court reporter? Yeah, like a court sketch artist. Right, he likes yeah. the old-fashioned touch to it. Anyway, yeah, and the court, the, the court reporter's like there going. Here, yes, this is this is Abby. Um, this is uh, Cassie scratching the car up. Mm. Ah, damning evidence. <laughs> this blonde woman with bright white teeth. It's, it's her. It's like, but we've got two Which blonde one? women with bright white teeth. Here. Can you tell. see the woman who did it in the room? Yeah. Um, anyway, Abby, Abby, and Kevin are back home later, and Cassie comes round. Abby's kind of willing to forgive her, isn't she? Because she, when Cassie was doing her "Woe is me" speech earlier. It kind of makes makes a light bulb come above Abby's head because what Cassie's saying about herself, like, oh, I'm so self-destructive. I always, every I'm time always the things are going chances. well. Yeah, Abby's like, oh, that sounds like me five years ago. So she says, look, Kevin, let's give her another chance. So they, actually, they go around number nine, tell Cassie, you got your job back. Abby says, oh, me and you have got a lot in common. <laughs> and, and I loved, I really enjoyed that, the final shot of this uh, storyline where... Abby says something like you're the before and I'm the after and her and Kevin share a bit of a joke about this and Cassie's like screw you I know yeah sorry I'm not a before anything yeah that was a really dick thing to say it was funny and hilarious but I don't know whether it was I think it's a sort of bants that you might have with your colleagues and I think that well she didn't like it she, uh, no she she clearly didn't but I, I don't blame them for saying it I think that it's, yeah taking the riff out of your colleagues especially in an environment like the garage I think that's kind of 
Fair well, now it's 50% female, Michael. Perhaps the bants are going to be not so... Uh, oh, yeah, isn't it? Not so free and flowing. Wow. They have to get their totty of the month calendar down. <laughs> so what do you think Cassie's next move is going to be? Is she gonna what is she gonna she double down to? on pursuing Kev? Because it really was Abby who get, made that. Is she really trying to steal Kevin? Off of I literally I don't I'm Abby, sorry, Mike really Lavelle. It's dumb. nothing to do with you. But what what is it that Cassie sees in Kevin? Is it because he he is she just jealous of the stable home life that Abby has, and that's well, what she's always wanted? He's a business owner, mm. and yeah, he's a stable guy, and he's got lots of money, I guess. He's a nice guy. Um, they he? get on. Yeah, no, I think I so. Think he's, I don't think he's a bad person. I wouldn't, if he said, what describe Kevin in three words, it wouldn't be a, a nice, nice one, guy. Wouldn't be there and maybe even in your top ten. They, they have a good time in the garage together, but yeah, he just seems like... Kevin is one of the characters that really doesn't have... It's like they established his personality 20 years ago and they've made no effort whatsoever to, like, like you know Kevin, don't you? Yeah. We're not really going to do yeah, anything. Yeah, he's just Kev. He's Kevin. Yeah. When was it? I don't even remember when the last time that Kev had actually a proper, decent, big story. Mm. I mean, we might be going back to the days of Malvin. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. He's not been the centre of anything, has he? No. So there's he been... Was you're right, in, his... in the st- he was involved in the... Oh, I don't know. As a, uh, yet again... We've got a situation here where a character is plotting to split up a relationship on the street. And once again, I'm thinking, well, we never see Abby and Kevin together. What is it about Abby and Kevin that makes it would make it so tragic if they were to? I don't know. It's exactly the same as Sarah and Adam. It's just, every time a couple get together, we don't see the day-to-day life stuff of them. And actually, that's something that's been quite nice with the Billy and Paul story. We have got to see yeah, a bit of that true, home actually. life. We know Maybe what they're like as a couple. Good to watch. Uh, when when Abby and Kevin got together, it was a bit of like, okay, that's that's a bit weird. Are they suited <laughs> yeah, for each other? Mm. He's, a bit, he's a little bit older, but that's not necessarily a deterrent. I don't care about that. But we've seen bit small bits and pieces of life at number thirteen. But Which... are they a good couple, or are they just a conveniently playless? Yeah, let's put they work together. They can they can what, bunk up. What I'd love to do, um, if we if we had unlimited money. I would do, for, like, for a, for YouTube, I'd do a YouTube series of, I'd get a bunch of people who'd only watched it for a year and I'd ask them questions about characters. I'd be like, right, Abby. That'd be really interesting. What does Ab, what, what, what family members does Abby have, right? Can you, can anybody who's watched the show for a year tell me Abby's got a baby? No, I <laughs> know. Little Alfie's made one appearance again, a Christmas this, special. Kev, Kevin is helping to is he helping to raise this baby or does he just go and well like, I hope this doesn't interfere with your pant washing because I'm going to have stuff to say about it if it does like if I was Kevin he's he's a very stoic masculine grumpy sort of leave me alone kind of dude right mm. if I had to live with a baby at that age I'd be going mad none of them seem to like have any kind of you know like yeah. they'd never say oh you know Alfie was right bastard last night we'll go to sleep 
you know, no, nothing. No. And and, I, and so also, so what? What does Cassie think? Does Cassie know they've got a? He, she's got a baby that, but it's not Kevin's baby. She wonder who this one-legged kid that turned up the other day is. Who's this kid? Yeah. You know, like what? Oh, you didn't even know you had a son. <laughs> oh, more than that, I've got two daughters. Don't know where they've gone. I don't think that. I mean, and I, it's I, not I, important, but it's still, you know, my my point is that this that like you're saying about Paul and Billy how much focus is there on that family you can you can know lots of things about that family but people like Kevin are a bit of an enigma it, it's when they've like it's because they don't like have breakfast scenes in their houses anymore <laughs> everybody don't. either doesn't have breakfast on screen or they go to the cafe and those moments That's where true. people come down and they're sitting at the table and just having their general family chat like many families do of a morning I don't or, think or, many and, and, do that. and when do we see them when do we see characters eating dinner in their own home no, yes yeah. sometimes I mean, but versus the number of times they're eating out, I used to say the... you hardly ever see. You see, no. you see, um, you might see the Nazirs doing it, and you might see um, Tyrone and the kids doing it. Yeah, maybe. But on the whole, if somebody's eating food, they are eating out, aren't they? And and yeah, we I suppose yeah, we get weird. we do see interactions between them when they're eating out. But I I think you just can't beat the. The family in the home, yeah. nobody else is with you. Day to day silliness, and so yeah, I, I I like Abby. I obviously really really like Abby. I think I'm on similar page to you, Kevin, and I recognise his importance to the show. Oh yeah, but if yeah. if Cassie were to split up Abby and Kevin, I think my reaction would probably be, oh, I'm sad that Abby's going to be sad, but oh well for that relationship. Yeah, it's not like you're going, oh no, but we need them in the set together. Where mm. will Abby appear? Abby will carry on working at the at the garage because yeah she's a, she's a, she's good a mechanic. Um, so what difference would it make to, to anybody? I mean, there are probably people that don't even know they're going out with each other. What do Abby and Kevin do to let you know that they're 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 more than just colleagues? Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing. Nothing. So do do you think though is is the plan now that Cassie is gonna try and do her best to steal Kevin away or dirty Abby's name. I think I think it's going to fall flat on its face if she tries because what on earth would, you know, what does Cassie see in Kev? Yeah. Well, what would Kev see in Cassie? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder whether, like, Cassie could get herself some drugs from Dean and that, like, spike some of Abby's tea or something and say, oh, Abby's fallen off the wagon. Got to have dinner for, before someone can spike it, Michael. <laughs> um, so, I, I, I don't know, but... I'd like to like this story more than I do, and I like all the players involved. It's it's just not mega gripping me at the What's moment. What's this about a toilet? Oh, I, I wrote that note in the wrong place. Oh. That's talking about Paul's toilet. And I mentioned <laughs> that um, okay, so yeah, dogs. Yeah, there you go. I mean, also, yeah, you know, Mike Laval's good. Um, I think he gets overlooked a lot. Oh, he totally does, yeah. But... He's very reliable. How would you know? Yeah. How would you know from what? What Kevin gets up more to. Kev. More Kev. Well, more Kev. More everybody. Um, right. You, do you want to do the dog storyline? I love it. The, the dogless dog storyline. Where's the dog? Please. On Tuesday. If we, don't, if we get to the end of this puppy farming story and we haven't seen a single puppy throughout. Yeah. It's because, uh, what was the dog's name? Taylor. Yeah. Let me say, that's not a puppy. I want, no, it's not. We, There's got to be a scene with a load of cute puppies for this, because I'm rapidly losing interest, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, me And this, too. Is, this is an Evelyn storyline. 
In the cafe later, Roy tells Evelyn that she's heard from Tyrone. Ke- Terry's been apprehended. Oh, yeah, he is back, isn't he? He's he he's out. He, no, 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 no. Uh, Tyrone. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I don't yeah. know where the hell he is. Um, there's going to be a plea hearing tomorrow, so she's pleased about that. But it looks like the maximum sentence is going to be six months. Just like Paul. And Roy... <sighs> Roy says that... that he, he says that... Um, <laughs> Terry's going to use his plea hearing to drop Evelyn in it, doesn't he? It's not how it works, though, is it? Well, it's not like you can go, oh, sorry, <clears throat> Your Honour, I know that I did a crime, but someone else did a crime too. I'm not the guilty, judge is not going to be like, what? Oh, my God, I can't believe I it. I don't know how the law Evelyn, works. you've been stealing dogs. <laughs> right, stop this thing. Let's start a new court proceeding. You can be the you can be her lawyer and you can be the other guy. Well, ever ever since the beginning of this, Evelyn's been wondering why hasn't Terry dobbed me in for nicking his dog, and this is probably his last chance to publicly do it. Although well, I she it looks really worried. She's like, store, no, right? that's not going to happen. But she looks worried anyway. Maria turns up and she's well, Maria's there and she says, "I want Terry to plead guilty." Why does she care? No, she says to Evelyn, "What you want to do is for Terry to plead guilty." Why? What's it to do with you, anyway? She just likes sticking in her bin. She's a hairdresser. Find your own storyline. Later on, Roy finds Evelyn upset in the cafe in the dark. And she's like, oh, no. I found out that you... It's worse... It's worse to steal dogs. You get seven (laughs) years. Who's going to send an old lady to prison for seven years for stealing someone's dog? Yeah, but, you know, people catastrophize, don't they? Oh, I don't know anything about that. (laughs) On Wednesday, Tyrone isn't sure that Evelyn should go to court because Terry might say, Jackie's! Like that. Mm. Um, I think they don't understand how courts work. He's going to go instead. And she's like, okay. Then he phones up Tyrone and says, he pleaded guilty, sentencing later. Then he comes home and says, oh, he didn't go to prison. What's he going to prison for again? What's this for? What did he do? Punch Tyrone in the face. Did he also, kidnap her? He t- he, yeah, he kidnapped even. I can't remember. So it doesn't why is he not? Why matter. is this not? Why is this maximum six months for holding somebody hostage in it in a shop? What is? And you can get seven years maybe, for stealing a dog. Maybe, maybe it is just that I, I don't think it particularly matters. Well, he's got community service. Yeah. For what? For kidnapping old ladies and punching their grandchildren. It, it can't. If it can't I be knew, the kidnap as well, can well, it? Because on. the question would be, why did you kidnap her? No, this, they don't care about that, Michael. They don't care about that. I kind of think that this is a story where we could do with seeing the court scenes just to remind us what happened. Chris, Christmas has happened in between all of that and this. It's probably not a good idea, but I've decided I'm going to live my life based on how much time you get or how much in trouble you get on a soap for different crimes because I would quite like to hold an old lady hostage in a shop and punch their grand, her grandchildren. Yeah, but you'd also quite like to have a dog, wouldn't you? I'd like no, to I have a dog. I don't think you want to risk seven years. I'm not going to steal that. I'm not going to steal a dog. What I'm going to do is, get, like I said, kidnap a grandma. Then I'll get community service working in a dog shelter. Oh, yeah. Good and then fun. I can have all the dogs myself. <laughs> I, I loved Evelyn at the end of the episode where she she's, like, says, oh, every dog has its day and what a day it will be. So she she's kind of... Well, she's annoyed, or, but... She she knows that he she, will get his comeuppance. Yeah. This isn't the end of this story. Just because Evelyn's got away with stealing the dog, it doesn't mean that he's going to happily go on farming puppies. So I, I hope that next week we'll see more of this. Well, I mean, where's, I, I wonder if his community service is going to be anywhere nearby Coronation Street. What do you think the chances of that are? Do you think he's going to have to clean up Victoria Gardens? Maybe he will, yeah, or... Uh, 
of the precinct, possibly. Sweeping outside Roy's. Yeah, yeah. Cleaning the graffiti off of uh, the garage, maybe. I, um, so I, this, this story has definitely been stumbling a little bit for me. And it's... I, I didn't think I'd enjoy it, but I was, and now I'm finding it a bit like, come on, come on, get on with the good stuff. I don't know what I want to happen in the end. I mean, I was in no way worried that Evelyn, I, and I'm still not worried that Evelyn's going to get you know, put in the slammer for this, are you? Oh, no. So that's there needs to be some other kind of peril or excitement, really. <laughs> um, anyway, the way the Weatherfield police work, they wouldn't be able to prove that Evelyn stole the dog. Why? They start getting well because they can't do anything. Can they? Can't investigate anything. It's gonna, Craig's gonna like start. Craig will have like a a crisis of of I don't know in knowledge and be like I'm not even actually sure what the legal definition of a dog is now. I've thought about it too much and I've confused myself. And I I, I like a dog and a cat. They're two different things. But I always thought the cats were the girls and the dogs were the boys. But that's not true. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go away and do some research um, about what even a dog is. So. Before I can do any kind of investigation, I've got to get my facts straight. Yes, that is what. But I can't do that because there's a, there's been another murder. <laughs> so, um, right. So, whatever on that story. It's whatever. Whatever. I like Evelyn, but obviously not so exciting this week. And speaking of not so exciting, Ed is back. Now we know how it ends with him and Damon working together. But how did they get to that place? Ed Gamble. Is this this me? This is me. I think I'm doing this one. Not much, really. Dee Dee's um, just trying to get Michael to forgive Ed, and he's being particularly stubborn, isn't he? Um, And and thinking, well, no, that was the last door at Christmas. Well, what has... The thing is, what has Ed done except go, oh, I'm sorry? He has wallowed a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, but what's your plan to make it good? Just keep on apologising. I, mean, I think Michael obviously will come round to him. But, yeah. Um, anyway, Ronnie comes round to the yard and uh, he's he's concerned that, uh, that he might have been dropped in to the police over the over the whole insider trading thing. Well, DT went to the police station. Yeah, yeah, but that that Ed, Ed uh, is reassures him that that's not happened. But Ronnie fires back with a bit of bad news of his own because Edison partnership is over. Isn't it Eddie Ron? Oh yeah, Eddie Ron. Eddie Ron partnership is over. Well, it was a silly name to begin with. It was. So I'm not sad to see it go. Um, anyway, just don't wallow, says Dee Dee Monday, Ed tells Dee Dee, I'm going to a gambler's addiction meeting today and he's going to fix this. He's going to sell the yard too. Um, oh yeah, we, we saw the back of Sarge this story on Monday, didn't we? That kind of came out of nowhere. I was never expecting an, an actor like him to stay in the show for a super long amount of time but I think I needed a bit more build up for that and I'm it feels like the story probably could have happened without Sarge in it I this is one of those cases where I'm like I don't mind that they brought him in I'm not going to complain about too many new characters I've I've enjoyed him I'm you know they they obviously needed an extra person for the Baileys to bounce off mm. and he was provided that, you know, pushed back a bit. It was interesting to see the family dynamics and it, f- it feels very um, realistic that you have a family member if you, you know, if you um got roots in another country that you have family members that you just uh, see once yeah. a year, once every five years or whatever. So Sarge going back home... Um, 
after Christmas. Yeah. I, I wonder whether he's going to be the sort of character that will make the the odd infrequent appearance. Now, I know he's getting on a bit, so there's only so well, many years where that can happen. But I'd love it if he was a, you know, every, a bit like... Um, bit like Linda or or Christina the 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 mums of characters that could pop up for well, an episode or two without wanting to be too morbid even if the actor you know the actor's fine it definitely creates a nice do you want to go on holiday yeah well then we'll yeah. say that that Sarge is dead, so maybe Bailey's can go. Maybe Ed, Ed's money problems will just be solved by Sarge dying and he leaves all this his food fans yeah yeah but he'd probably leave him to Ronnie, wouldn't he? Or at least that's what Ed would say. Anyway, um, Dee Dee comes round and tells Michael and Sarge who are watching Clash of the Titans about Ed and how sorry he is. And Michael, well, they're both kind of rolling their eyes at her a little bit, but eventually Sarge does come round to see Ed in the yard and says, oh, I'm sorry for being harsh on you. You've been a better father than I ever was. That's really, um, that must mean a lot to you. Yeah, to yeah, Ed. absolutely. Uh, they, and they have a lovely hug. It was a nice ending. Um, and he says, look, I've got every faith in you that you're going to sort this out. So off I go. Bye. And um, yeah, and speaking of bye, Gary says that he might buy the yard off Ed. Yeah, Ed's like, back to Gary again. Gary, do you want to buy the yard? (laughs) And Gary's like, yeah, actually. I'm really fed up of selling antique furniture or not selling. I just can't imagine that anyone ever buys anything from that furniture shop. The thing that gets me about it is that they live in Manchester, which is a famously rainy place, and he displays his sofas outside. Yeah, I just, it's... I'm, but then again, it must bring gonna... down the like for the for Nick yeah, and Leanne to I'm have surprised. that skanky job. But I'm also surprised that like Sally hasn't kicked off about having a a tatty crap shop in yeah. the road. Um, but if I'm gonna buy crap out of a tat shop, I would rather buy out of where Gary is now than out of some kind of dingy yard with like a weird staircase. What do you mean? Well, it's like a little cave in there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yard. Is he going to oh, use it? Is he going to be... Is he going to make a business out of... Is he going to go back I, I, to... Yeah, I think... The, well, the idea I got is that, that he's back in the building trade. But that but that would be silly then for... The thing is that Ed's not really thought this through or said anything about this, but he will be selling his property to a direct competitor <laughs> and trying to do stay in business. Yeah. That's not really helpful, is it? No. Well, maybe it could be. A, you know, we, we all know how spacious the builder's yard is, just in that uh, that underground bit the feeling got tied yeah. up in it's its like... final week. You could think how many sofas you could store under that, so maybe it is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that Gary is better as a builder than a than a retailer. Well, the thing, the honestly. whole point of this, this tat shop was that it was um, a front. Is that where it came from? I can't Wasn't remember. It? I thought it was. For his loan sharkery. For whatever he was, or for stealing all of the money out of the mm. tuck box Poor or whatever. Fish. She's going to come back from Norwich <laughs> thinking that she's going to go back to a cosy job and, and it's going to be gone. I think that, I think that, I think they should just um, say that Gary's moved to a warehouse and just film all of his scenes in the prop store. Yeah. It'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, that was basically it. We had a couple of other things happening on the Sunday episode. Um, Yasmin stops Stu from telling Eliza about Dom um, 
and, and the, the reason that out. he's not yeah exactly the reason that he's not there she says maybe it's best that that she doesn't know well that's just asking for disaster isn't it because she's gonna find out um we had a couple of scenes with bobby um drinking her booze drinking her, stealing booze, her, stealing her tomato sauce yeah and carla decides that he needs a job um, and so he gets a trial period on the sales team at the factory. So uh, I wanted to, to give him a bit of a smack. I'm sure you were alone in that, Gemma. When he said, oh, what's he say about I've always wanted to get into women's pants and, oh, they'd look better on the floor. But like, no, just stop being sleazy and gross. <laughs> Honestly. I, I really want there to be a story where he winds up and, like, really, really irritates everybody in the factory. Apart from, I can imagine, it might be quite funny if Kirk, Kirk finds, finds him hilarious. I can totally see yeah. that happening. And, and him pointing at him, going, he's funny. <laughs> um, well, there you go. We've well, written can, it for and, and they can both share stories about being on Britain's Got Talent, can't they? Because didn't, didn't Kirk do something on that in character once? Um, and also, um, new year, new job for Lauren. Well, back to her old job. Shona manages to cajole her into working back at the cafe because that's going to be convenient to the story in 2024, I guess. There's literally no reason otherwise, is there? Because... <laughs> No, I, di- I didn't really get what the point of having that one scene for it to happen here when, rather than when they wanted the story to actually play out. Well, the... Yeah, and also, um, like, what is... We still don't know what Lauren's up to. No. Where she's got all this stuff from. Oh, and is, is, she, is she working as... Is she a sex worker, like we've said, and she's got clients that come and give her gifts? Uh, you know, I wouldn't be, like, doing shifts down the cafe... <laughs> Myself, Is I'd that... be b- b- boosting my rates. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. the only fans up. Well, she's still, she's not on Ovid, is she? Because I don't think she, she got kicked anymore. off. Yeah. But now yeah. she can be, because she's 18. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's what's happened. I don't know. Um, okay, so there we go. That was the week of Coronation Street. Extra long week because of the New Year's Day episode. I didn't think it was too bad. It had its ups and its downs. It started well. I The, the New Year's Eve episode <clears throat> was similar to the Christmas Day episode in that not loads and loads of plotty things happened there was, but there was enough for me to get excited about it and I really did love having the Rovers back yes it's gone back to exactly the way it was before except minus one fruit machine plus one sofa uh, but it looks like the story's still ongoing and they, they need to they've recognised that they can't just say well it was fine as it was before they need to get more cash so I love that love seeing Jenny and Daisy together by the way we've since, since um, oh, yeah. we, we have discovered since recording the um, intro to this earlier that when my right surprise at how many episodes Jenny and Daisy had showed up in this year well that's not the end of the story is it no. that was actually the highest number of episodes that any characters have ever appeared in Coronation Street in a calendar year that's pretty congratulations, amazing congratulations ladies like, that's quite astounding I mean obviously they're not going to do it back in the days when there's only two episodes and now you've got six but that doesn't matter I mean I think that's something to be something to be proud of oh definitely I, I, I just would never have expected it for Jenny but it's, it's, she's got one of those kind of service jobs where she's always going to be popping up in the background of things isn't she Daisy I'd say yeah she's been in it loads Jenny's been in it a good amount, but she's not dominated the show, I would say, in the same way as, da- as Daisy. But, yeah. Yeah. Biggest number of appearances ever. Good job. Um, right, speaking of characters, Gemma, do you have a character of the week this year? Week. This, this year. year. First week. one this year. Character of the week. Yes. Oh, no. Let me, let me say, let me score it first. Go on, then. Three. 
Three what? Three dead mice behind a barrel. <laughs> and that is half a mark more than last week, isn't it? it? Yes. Better to find three dead mice behind a barrel than three and a half dead mice behind a barrel. You that know, nobody really wants smell. to be dealing with half a dead mouse. Um, I... I think I liked it more than you. I, I wasn't so keen, obviously, on all the all the Damon and, and, and Harvey stuff and Adam. Um, but I am going to give this one... Um, I'm going to give it three and a half um, uh, gangsters who are sensitive to mental health issues <laughs> out of five. Um, I'm, I'm going... I'm edging towards Paul being Daniel of the... Uh, Daniel of the week. Daniel of the week. character. No, I was thinking character of the week. Yeah, he was really good. Are we going to go for Paul? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, So there's not much news really. As said earlier, so we're not going to do a cabin. There's been the odd thing happened, but not not enough to do a segment on. So let's uh, let's just get on with some feedback, and then we'll end the episode. Yeah. So, um, we scored, like you said earlier, we scored Christmas week two and a half out of five. How did our Facebook group find what it? What did they do? 3.2. Now, Facebook group are notoriously, well, they usually score a bit higher than that. We just, we're just a bunch of cranks, aren't we? We always go low. But um, 3.2 is also not that great for the group. Um, Joanne gave it three and a half custom-built Wendy houses that wouldn't fit in Ed's garden. Stuart, four presents the Baileys didn't open on Christmas Day. Harsh. And um, didn't like this one. Ricky gave it two bread sauce boyfriends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, can I read this first? And I like this one. This has made me happy for the Happy New Year. This is from Donna, um, who we are, we, 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 in the spirit of the nice box in last week's Coronation Street, she has said some lovely things about uh, and I, I, you know, I I happily blow our own trumpet with this. She says that we're hilarious, finds herself laughing along with us because we are hilarious, intelligent and a joy to listen to. Yay! Thank you very much. That was a good nice box. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Donna. Thank thank you, it's lovely. Um, I will point out, she says, that Adam used the flower shop. I I don't remember this. And I did a little bit of research, Donna, and I couldn't find anything about this. But you might be right, but... My memory is terrible at the moment. Does she anybody says, who is an expert right, in Coronation Street remember Anyone this Anyone who's an actual please. expert. Yes. We know that there are... We know that you're out there because you correct us all the time. Question one is, what is Liz's maiden name? <laughs> yep. And if you get that right, just like that, then That's the we'll listen to you. Right, so Donna says that Adam used the flower shop for a loan for the solicitor's office and he has yet to be found out. They wrote it into the script and when Tracy and Steve were trying to raise money for Amy for her defence against the rapist, I was sure it would come into light. Has Corey forgotten that bit or did I dream it? I literally do not remember that at all. Donna, if I, you dreamt you could be right. about you... a loan for a solicitor's office being fraudulent for against a flower shop in a soap... I don't know if I think that's great or terrible. We all have Coronation Street related dreams from time know, to time. But you, but you said the other week that you dreamt about, what was it, going to Hill, down to Jean Alexander's yeah, house. I did. I did. I went to Jean Alexander's. It was a birthday. And, um, <laughs> and there were a load of paparazzi outside. And I was like, no photos, no photos. And they were like, I'm not taking a photo of you. And then when everybody else was leaving, um, I stood next to them and I was going, that's, that's so and so. And they're like, oh, cool, taking photos. Like, yeah, you want to get a photo of her? She's like in one of the main ones. <laughs> but anyway, was, did Adam, um, yeah, fraudulently obtain the solicitor's yes, office? Yes, let us know, Donna. Please tell me. I, I don't know. And, and I didn't. if you have any other dreams about loans, let us know. <laughs> uh, right, uh, next George, one. George, 
I yeah. am absolutely thrilled that Damon is back. And whilst I didn't officially predict it, I did say that at least one of the rivals of the Barlow men in 2023 had to come back and seek revenge. So I'm calling that a win. Yeah, I'll call that a win. I, although I do like Adam, it wouldn't hurt him to be taught a lesson or two. And Daniel should be next. Yeah, everyone everyone should just have a bag put on their head and have a gun shoved at it. Yeah. Just to just put the fright Stop having a panic attack. It. Yeah. You're, you're making me sad. You're not all that, Adam. You might think you're a hit with the ladies. Well, once w- once you your magnificent you. hair is covered, nobody cares. <laughs> so he says, speaking of Daniel, I am 100% Team Daisy. However, I feel they're laying it on far too thick with a bitch fight between her and Bethany. And if they're not careful, one of them might scratch the other's eyes out or even kill them. <laughs> but you don't want Daisy to turn to murder, now do we? I don't see that happening. I don't think it's laying on too thick. Well, it's a lot of fun. I thought it was fun, but um, I would also love to see Daisy become a murderer. <laughs> um, Marry Her Dudley on YouTube. Um, this person often comments on our YouTube videos, and then I forget that they're there, so I'm very, very sorry. But uh, Never going to hear this either. I, I, I know. Um, she, she, he says, Peter's exit was as close to a fourth wall break as they could get. Peter's lines about it, feeling rushed, saying he can't just leave. Other characters saying it makes no sense, etc. And then having him leave on a tram from Media City. Chris may have well have looked the camera and said, look, I'm an actor and I've decided to leave and we can't think of a way for this to make sense in universe. So just watch me leave work for the last time. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make him carry a little box with a plant on it, in it. Yeah, maybe. I didn't mind the tram exit, but it was, like you say, somewhat, um, somewhat rushed. But oh well, he's not the only one. Um, Gemma, Rebecca, what's she? What, what has she got to say about last week's curry? First of all, completely agree with Michael over the Christmas Day oh, episode and Gemma over the Boxing Day episode. I love the Peter and Carla stuff, but the concept was a bit meh. <laughs> also <laughs> would have put the two episodes together on Christmas Day. I, however, do love Bobby. Yeah, she, Rebecca messaged us after Bobby and I saw that she'd put it um, on Twitter after... Yeah. It's his first appearance that she really enjoyed him. Um, I love, like I said earlier, unless you, as long as you're not talking about crossfades, we welcome all opinions. <laughs> so I'm really happy because I know there are people out there that love Bob, Bobby and yeah, I'm also he... really want to support all the new actors on the show and we never want to make anyone feel unwelcome in Coronation Street and I think there's a bit of a danger of that happening with this character, unfortunately. No. Um, so, Rebecca says, love Bobby. I know how he can appear annoying, but I find him funny. Sorry. <laughs> Don't no say need sorry. To That's fine. I also have a theory. He might not be either Rob's son or he's working with Rob to bring Carla down. I love that. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it did, I would actually. Yeah, Carla's only confirmation at the moment that he is who he says he is is she phoned, phoned Rob, Rob, didn't she? Or he phoned her or something. Um, so. Is it is it a Hannah situation all over again? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, character of the week is Bobby. Sorry. <laughs> Give this week three Captain Bird's eyes out of five. <laughs> Thank you, good. Rebecca. Um, and finally, Nancy was also sorry to see Peter leave and found that she seems as they're touching his exit scenes. That's okay. That's why I wanted to, to read this part of Nancy's email out because... She says the Carla and Peter scenes showed their long journey and that they are the best love story of all time. What? Disagree with that. The best, best love story of all time. On Coronation okay. Street. No, all time. I agree with that. She says she's loved their journey and growth as a couple. They, I have, you know, they're not the best of all time for me, but I Uh, have appreciated, I I, I get that they've got a lot of history and it was nice that they were able to have those proper character-led dialogue scenes um, to, 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 you know, as a nod of the hat to to where they've come over the past 
15 years or so. Yeah. Um, they did not get divorced, so I feel that they are still a couple. And she says she loves Bobby as well. Good. I'm glad go. that people love Bobby. I want to. I want we to. We still like said him. I want to like. We still want to like Bobby. Yeah. And is it because he's had like his now what three episodes he's been in it, and it's now he's three had a bit episodes. of a had a bit of a break. I'm thinking, okay, so that's his that's his introduction where he's a little bit in your face just to get it out of your system. Maybe he's going to rein it in no. a little bit, or the script writers will no. rein it in for him a little bit after that. I'm no, gonna... I think what will happen is he'll start at the factory next week, and everyone's going to hate him. I do like that little idea that he winds people up, apart from Kirk. Um, three G and T's out of five. Nancy gives it and says her character of the week was Peter, but she loved Edie as well. I don't think that Beth's going to like him. No. What's Sean going to think? Is Sean going to find him hilarious? I don't... Um... Sally might not like... If he makes unsavoury jokes about gussets, Sally won't like that. I don't know whether Sally might be... She might say, because of his disability, she might feel... Like you she's know, the, obliged the... to like... like yeah, exactly. Like... Well, oh, I think that it's really nice to see that just because of your disability yeah, doesn't mean that you can't be funny. Say, well done, Bobby. She'll say, oh, Carla, your nephew's disabled. My, My daughter's, daughter's a lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think I think that Sean. I don't think Sean would find him funny. I think I think Sean will be threatened because he's supposed to be the witty one. Yeah, you're right. He's the comedian of the factual, so he thinks. Mm. Um, and and I'm hoping, and that Izzy there's... might like him as well because they can be. They, they, although oh. she's going to have somebody to have to share the disabled toilet. With. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so I, don't I think they could be well. a fun dynamic. I think. Uh, when 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 she's like again going in the factory, I was like, oh god, not another person who gets a job that doesn't exist in a factory that sells nothing. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm um, actually, he's probably the the best get they they they've got since <laughs> Nina actually. <laughs> yeah, better than who else has worked there recently? Like Steph Summer. Everybody's got a job she? there. Yes, and Toya, Paul, she was, Paul was there. Was he for five minutes? Oh yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Um, anyway, thank you, Nancy, and thank you to everybody else who contacted us this week via Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and email and all the others. And special thanks this week. We have got a new Patreon <gasps> member. Thank you very much to Stephen Lee. What a good resolution for New Year's to join our Patreon. Excellent If you idea. want to join our Patreon, you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash conversation stream yeah. is there. Um, that has reminded me that we need to send our December Patreon money to um, the M&D charity, don't we? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, that, that's, yeah. that can be a job for the next couple of days. Maybe we'll yes. do that at the weekend. Yeah. It's there. It's ready to send. Thank you very We're much to our Patreons. all of the masses of interest that, that we've accumulated on that figure since five days ago. Yeah. Um, right. This. Uh, so, that's it. Um Bit of an early podcast for you. will try and get this out before Saturday morning. Give you something to do on Friday night when there's no curry. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us in between now and next week, you can email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com um, or, or many of the other methods that I basically just said. Um, we haven't had any iTunes reviews for a while. I mention it every week, but maybe that's a good New Year's resolution. Review us. Give us five stars. Don't give us Support four stars. Support creators. Five stars. That's what I say. It's a New Year's resolution... If you're listening, support your creators. Let them give them feedback. Let them have know you have your positive thoughts about 
what are they getting up to? Same as we do for Coronation Street here mm-hmm. every every week. We're always so positive about them we to are. help them create more great things for us. I would also, I want to put a request out to listeners to let us know your predictions for 2024 because that is what we're going to be doing. Well, I know, I think we might be doing that next week. I haven't uh, got time next week. Well, we're going to have to exactly make time. Why, don't you? No, of course I know. We'll manage it. We'll fit it in somehow. Um, yeah, so we're going to do, uh, we need to do our review of 2023, make some predictions, hopes, dreams. For 2024 um but we'd love to hear some from you so let us know if you've got any and we won't read them until we've already written ours so yes, we're not we going to steal, your, steal ideas. your ideas i haven't really given it any thought whatsoever yet, and also once, job. if i read it if i read people's predictions it gets under my skin and i can't <laughs> i can't uh what's the word imagine my own I predictions know, so. um anyway watch this space for that thank you for listening everybody happy new year again you cheered up, Gemma, after your little sad spell midway through the episode? Um, I'm so happy. Nearly dinner time now, Gemma, so um, it's that's great, something to look it? forward to. Maybe we'll watch another Traitors. I want to watch that movie where everyone eats each other on the mountain. Oh, maybe we'll put that. Oh, we watched the Mario movie. We streamed it the other day, Gemma. Why did great. that make you... Why did that remind you of the Mario movie? You said movie? the word movie. What part of it were the Mushroom Kingdoms turns cannibalistic? Um, I Where was know. that? I forgot I lost that one. But Bowser just like grabs Peach when they're getting married and eats her head off. Yeah, I'm sure that was in the director's cut. Oh, I'd love to see that. Uh, anyway, we're um, rambling again. Goodbye. We never do that. Goodbye. ta And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Goodbye.